Download the Shay K Show on the 103.9 The Groove app. The Shay K Show, where truth and entertainment collide. All right, loves, you are listening to The Shay K Show. We're over here on 103.9 The Groove. And I am excited because I have someone who is co-hosting with me today. And I don't know where we're going to end up. So I just want to <laughs> warn you now, just hang out for the ride. Put your seatbelt on. You know, grab a drink, something to eat, some popcorn or something. Because I have no idea where this is going. In studio with me is a good friend of mine, a gentleman who... They call him Black Thanos. I just want to throw that out there. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I have man. to throw that out there. Mr. Andre Williams, who I have known for a few years, and I can't even sum up everything you do, so I am going to let you introduce yourself and tell him all the stuff that makes you drink. <clears throat> My name is Minister Andre Williams. I, I lead the, <laughs> the boys' choir. I, I, no, no, let me quit lying. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Andre Williams, man, also known as Dre Gemini, also known as to some Nevermore. So, I'm sorry, what? Nevermore. Oh. I'm a Ravens fan. Come on now. Okay, I didn't know where we were going because, you know, I know some of the, the conventions you go to. I didn't know what was Look, going you, on. Look, you've seen these purple. Yeah. We've seen. Oh, oh. Can, can I see this? Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, no, I'm a, yeah so never more. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> paraphernalia for these teams. I don't. We're not sports fans, but obviously there's an issue here. Oh, there's definitely an issue. There's <laughs> oh, too much orange snap. in this room already. Yeah, that's where we. I, I see where we go. You're absolutely right. You don't know where we're going. I don't know. I have no Absolutely. Clue. We're going to end up. We need a mat on the floor. There's going to be a DDT in the room. The Hover Lane in Chattown. Okay. <laughs> so yes. Um, okay. At one point in time, and still do speak on the radio on Power 106.3. Um, shout out to all my uh, Power 106 alumni, including Miss Shea herself. All right, all right. Uh, coming soon, 2023, we're going to move on to the Power 10. I'm sorry, the Speak on the Radio podcast. All right. So location pending. I need to still do some scouting and find out where I'm going to do this thing. Um, shout out to some of the locations I've been to. Okay. And. Um, Sorry it didn't work out. So with that, um, yeah, that's where we that's where we are and that's where we got them coming. That's what right. we do. Uh as far as a day job, I'm not telling y'all. That's right. I will not. Don't do it. So um no, absolutely not. I don't need y'all beating down my door. No thanks. At all. No, 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 no. So how are you doing, lady? What's going you on know, with you? I, I'm doing good and, and I'm just sitting here la- laughing to myself thinking, Yep, this is about to be one. Five minutes in. Five <laughs> right. minutes in is I what you get. Knew. I've done enough with you, I already know this. And let me just say we have done some crazy interviews together. I mean we had yes. Mama D. That was oh. an adventure. Uh, Michael Collier, and in the middle of that, he just called and woke Bobby Brown up. I don't even remember how he ended up doing he that. Did, but he was like, me. let's call him. And I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And shout out to them. You know, Michael Collier just sent a big podcast deal. You know, he was doing his morning show, oh, and it's man. like an $8 million deal. I mean, he is just a hell of a deal. That is awesome because if anybody deserves it man. and can do a show, yeah. it's him. And so Absolutely. It's, it's been shout out to Calvin Brown for keeping me in the loop. And I'm going actually going to shout out uh, to the show up Calvin. Yes. I'm actually going to get Michael Collier on here and interview him. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him a few times. Yes. And being in spaces with him. He's super funny. But he anyway, is. so I, lo- I just like to see people get to their next, their next level. And we were just talking about Deion Sanders and how you folks do not want him to get to his next level. Really quick, what are your thoughts? Shout out to Pastor Crosby. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, I hope that the brother actually makes his way out there yes. to Colorado yes. and makes the best of this entire situation. Absolutely. I hope he recruits every one of Nick Saban's best people. I hope he makes Alabama look like Alabama outside of <laughs> Tuscaloosa. I really do want this brother to prosper. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where some people – 
just don't like success. And it seems with Deion Sanders, everything with him has been successful. And this is now a continued tradition of that. And they don't like him as a successful person, more so than the opportunity he's having, just the fact that he is successful and continuing to do so. I want him to be as successful as that other person hoped that he wouldn't be. So with that, go Dion. Do your thing. Grab them all. Win the NCAA championship next year. Go for it. And let's just say, he not only is he always successful and he gives his all, but he does it in such a way he doesn't care what you think or say. He does it unapologetically. And I think that's what, and like I said, I am not a sports head, but I've always followed Primetime. I remember when he and Pilar, before they got divorced, when they had their uh, show, I used to love it. And even then, he just dominated everything. And I thought, for, to see a black man mm-hmm. have that kind of confidence and say, this is who I am, mm-hmm. I'm showing up and I'm going to own this space, I think that's dope. And so I can, as much as I'm not mm-hmm. a sports head, I would intentionally go and sit through these games just so I could say, well, what did he do? Somebody explain how this is working. <laughs> I refuse to watch reality shows. I never watched them. I hate them. I can't stand them, <laughs> you know, because it's not really reality. Oh. You know, Dave Chappelle did a skit called The Real, Real World, and that was a reality show, okay? But this other stuff, no. His yeah. was the only one that I would actually pay attention to. Him, wait a minute, and being Bobby Brown. Now, I am, so, oh, let me just no. say, oh boy, to this day, if you ask me, one of the best shows ever, I'm sorry. It was just one of those things I could not turn my head. I lived for that show because you didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't do know at any given moment. The <laughs> producer, I was just like, Bobby and Whitney, crackheads in love is a powerful thing. I, I couldn't. I just got to be honest. I just didn't understand anything that was going on. After a while, they didn't know when the credits to roll. They didn't, they didn't know They didn't know what was going to happen. they didn't care. The microphone came into the scene one or two times and he grabbed it yeah. and started singing live on the show. That. My favorite was when they were traveling. I think they were in London, but they were at the Hermes store, and she was buying something. Okay. And he was putting, like, hemorrhoid cream on his eyes because he had bags. And then oh. she was going, give me some Bobby, give me some Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> and it was just so much going on. And I was like, I would freaking love to hang out with him for one day. Oh, my goodness. Because no, you I, wouldn't. I feel like we would have a good time. I feel like after, I'd have to go, like, to rehab just for my mind. Oh, But man. I feel like it would have been so fun because it just any given moment. You're like a deer run through the screen. They were like, that's our pet deer. And then somebody's <laughs> snorting a line of cocaine. Then they're screwing over here. And she's screaming, you're the king of R&B. <laughs> and then they're fighting. And then he's making chicken. And they say Bobby can really cook. And I've always wanted to try Bobby's food. No, you, you don't. Because you know what the main ingredient is. He's not using flour. Well, flour is part of the recipe for the other stuff. And then you got to add some ice and some baking. So- okay. So, yeah, you eat Bobby Brown's chicken if you want to. Yeah, they dress the chicken in something different. It's delicious. <laughs> It'll be have you coming back every time? I swear, but that was my show. Mm. I, you know what? I'm going when I get home. I'm playing YouTube, and I'm great watching. I'm great binge watching. <laughs> watching Bobby. Yes, Brown. and I'm gonna have a little bourbon because I'm a bourbon. I'm about to have time in my life. I don't need a date. What you doing watching Bobby and Whitney? And shout out to Bobby Brown for his biopic because the new edition Bobby was thunder, but Bobby Brown's because when he's dying, and she said, "Give my crap." Get my crack and get my and she moonwalks out the room. I did not see this. Oh, you gotta watch it. No. I just this week Saturday is what I want. That's your assignment. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to watch anything else, Bobby, especially recently, because I can't tell the difference between him between him and T D Jakes. Oh. I don't know. Oh. You see them both and you don't know oh. who's who. Well, and T D's I just I literally just made a social media post. T D's Jakes 
his shirts are getting tighter and tighter. Yes. They're like airbrushed on him. They are. And with every prayer, it's like <laughs> the buttons are screaming, Jesus, deliver us. And yes. I'm like, look at Titi. And his pants are getting tight. So now I'm wondering about his nuts because bless his heart. Them are not holy nuts. Them pants are tight. Yeah, them nuts are for the devil yeah, now. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's them like nuts are cursing at this bless point. Bless his heart. Yeah. See, how do we even get here? I said I didn't know where we were going to go. I don't know, but you want to talk about crack chicken from Bobby Brown and stuff. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, yeah, but shout see, now I just want some Indies. I want some regular chicken. Rest in peace, Whitney. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best thing ever. I'm going to find it and send it to you. Made my life worth living. I don't know if I'm ready to see this. I wasn't ready, but I enjoyed it. I kept rewinding it. This is a great thing about having streaming TV. Just rewind. <laughs> I was like, look at this. I was calling the kids, come in here and look at Whitney. And my daughter's like, well, I was like, he's dead, but she's give me my crack, give me my crack. And she moonwalks out of the room. And you see, can't and make that see, up. See, so now they're going to remember what you called them in there to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you can't make that up. I said, I know for a fact this is true because you can't make that up. That happened in real life. Yeah, that's authenticity. Yes, that is real love at its finest. That's black history. That is a black history moment. You know what? Speaking of black history, we're jumping all over the place. (laughs) I'm getting ready to make a petition that we need to move Black History Month from February to August. Okay. 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 For one, I'm sick of it being the shortest month of the year. True. Two, we can't really celebrate how we want to. If we're going to have a holiday, a whole month as a holiday, why can't we barbecue through it? I don't want to barbecue Ooh. with snow on the ground. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's do it in August. No other holidays are in August. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there's a holiday. Send the kids the hell back to school. That's Ooh. the other holiday in Ooh, August. Day parties. Yes. Black History Day parties. Come I on, man. It. You know what I'm saying? Kids go to school, get on this bus. Mama's about to go have a bourbon over Joe's Palm Room, and we're about to celebrate all this. So we can slide right through 19th or Juneteenth in yeah. June. Celebrate 4th of July and then go into August, Black History Month. And that could be like that historical quarter of the year. It could. I, and I then like we that. and then we'll go ahead and end it all of all of it on Labor Day weekend. I can see it now. Ooh, the ooh, the chicken oh, the man. chicken, Bobby Brown chicken. Oh, yeah, we, at the picnic, we can have some Bobby Brown crack chicken or whatever it is. Okay, and then we're gonna spend uh all of Labor Day weekend in rehab. Yeah. Okay, all right, okay, that's what's up. It's all right. Historical. <laughs> You really have a thing for this Bobby Brown chicken? I just, I'm like, I always, every time I watch him cook, I'm like, I want to try Bobby's food. Because he made these baked beans in one episode. They looked delicious. They looked like smoked, yummy baked beans. And I was just impressed. Smoked. <laughs> yeah, it's more smoked. smoked. Yeah, okay. I this is what like, you keep really? bringing up. But yeah, no. And like, Shay, you are telling on yourself. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, that's look delicious. Newburgh, right? Newburgh? Okay. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Newburgh. <laughs> okay. If my family from Newburgh was here, they would want some Bobby Brown food with me. Don't tell on your family. See, no, no. See, now you talk about that. Now you're enabling. That's no, what mean, it is. Okay, okay. My fault, y'all. I'm sorry. Let us get back on the path of righteousness. So when I asked Ray to come to co host with me, I said, I wanted to do something that was just like fun. But I said, what are things that like get on my nerves? So we're going to talk about unpopular opinions, pet peeves, and then I have just some silly. Uh, unnecessary questions, but I feel like everybody should answer unnecessary, silly questions because it makes life worth living. Okay. Or at least at the moment. I try to answer them as seriously as I possibly can. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I tell you what, what we're going to do is we're going to go right into the silly questions because we've already went from crack to this, so we're all over. So all the things you're supposed to crack. Crack up? No. Okay. Real Um, world. Reality shows. Deion Sanders. Crack. Yes. (laughs) Circle back. Crack. So, okay, here's one. Okay. And I feel like we should let you answer two miles. The in- well, Shout out to Miles in the studio. Yeah, Miles, the engineer, just start praying over there. Because <laughs> I don't talk. Yeah, well, today I'm going to make you. Mm. So, here's the, what's the weirdest item you keep by your bed? 
Oh, they just both look to the heavens. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't keep, see, okay, now here's this. Okay. You are talking to two men I in the room. Yeah. Yes. We are simple creatures. <laughs> so the weirdest thing you might see from us is the remote control. We don't need nothing else. So like on right. your women, on the other hand, oh, okay. have lip chap, yeah. have a bag, have a, a tea bags, mm-hmm. a bottle of water, a humidifier, a, de- a dehumidifier, dream catcher, a dream catcher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuffed animal, a Ouija board, throw whatever pillows else because you- we put pillows on the bed for no Did reason. Did you say Ouija board? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you think you. You put it under, put it under the mattress to, to keep the spirits away from all the people that have been on the mattress. So whatever the situation hey. may be, oh, you God. know what I'm saying? This is the type of stuff that y'all keep on on that on y'all side of the bed. Yeah, you got a point. We man. have a bottle of water and a remote control. Weirdest thing, two maybe two batteries, and maybe we might not have the batteries very long because something on your side of the bed <laughs> ran out of batteries, <laughs> and you didn't use ours. So that's the weirdest thing: the batteries. Okay, and those don't know. last very long. And I'm thinking the weirdest thing on Jesus take me on my on my nightstand actually is a cause an old CD book version of the Left Behind series of books because I saw it. Man, I it. First of all, Mouth, don't judge me. Ooh, I'm a pastor, so, yes, so like and, that's just yes. so I have the audio book version in CD version. I don't even have a CD player anymore, but of the Left Behind book series, and it's still there. So it's probably a collector's item at this. Do you see you? You have a lot going on in your mind. Like something tells me that you're like talking to the characters in each of these CDs before First you go all, to sleep. Those were one of my. It was one of my favorite book series, and I just remember buying the 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 audio book version. And I don't know why I still have it, but it is literally sitting on my nightstand. And I, I don't even have I a CD thought, player now. Just feels like '96. That's so pretty strange. Much. Yeah, I bought it. It's probably it's. Probably the oldest one of my oldest children. I mean, why, why why is it still there? I don't know, but I, it's like I can't part with it. I don't want to be left behind, I guess. You're not going, you're not throwing it away. You're just like maybe putting it like where the rest of your CDs are, like where are the rest of your CDs? <laughs> well, they're like in the closet. In the okay, closet. so why can't you put them with the rest of the CDs? Well, it's left behind. I don't want to sin and put it. It's a sin it's to well, clean behind. your room? I mean, I clean, like I dust it off and clean everything. We put it right back where it goes, you know. I dust and clean all the time. Because I'm actually, I have OCD, so I don't like junk and mess around me. But for some reason, that has like a permanent place next to my bed. So now it's been here this long. So why move it now? Is that it's what your now, philosophy yeah, it's is? It's pretty much like it's a part of the decor. I feel it. Yeah. It's part and of the And at this point, and I'm just thinking, I should probably put it in my will and leave it to one of my kids. Just because it's a historical piece of property. Mom left us her left behind CD audiobook. My son, who has never seen the CD, is probably like, what is that? And what? Or how do we play it? Do I spin it on my hand? What am I doing? The lawyer reading that off does not deserve the curse words that are going to be coming to him when he reads that. Because the only thing they're going to want to hear is where the account is <laughs> and how to withdraw it. Yeah. If they see, if they hear anything Ooh. about this case logic book <laughs> and the CDs that are in it and that's what you left them, oh man. What you do is record one more DVD and they have to watch the entire series. To get, ooh, like a scavenger hunt. Yes. Oh, my kids will be so mad. Oh, they, they would. They would. Oh, I could hear my son would be just heated. You know, how mad would you be if you never like watched it? And, yeah. like, and like you're broke and you're like, man. <laughs> that's fun. 
now that's hilarious because <laughs> that's almost blasphemous. He's going to be cursing the entire entire time watching it. That's why it's great because he's going to be cursing and the Bible stories. Come back and hunt them and say, "Had you listened, you'd have all of this." Now look at you. You're living in a tent with your wife because you wouldn't listen to these historical CDs that I had. So basically, you're saying the Bible's going to possibly lead to his homelessness. <laughs> Oh, God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the off-ramp exit four of I-264. Oh, I told you, man. I don't know where we would go. That I is, knew that. That is, oof. Now, yeah, that was, <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> that is rough. Oh, man, I would hate to go my whole entire life knowing that that's the reason why I'm poor. This guy didn't listen to the Bible. Yeah, you know, just left behind. You could have listened and just been enlightened. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, my house, there's nothing on your, next to your bed. See, like, yeah, I'm just a nerd, so, like, okay. the weirdest thing besides my bed is, like, HDMI cables and microphones. That's the DJ in you. I'm yeah, just, like, it's, it's very unofficial. I have left behind. <laughs> Depending on the young lady that he might bring to his bed, that oh. HDMI cable might be used for something else. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is a testament to all the conventions I know you go to. Shout out to Yeah, yeah. Dre tours all of the wonderful, uh, what do we call them, conventions? I just watch your social media and go, oh. Yeah, that's, yeah uh, all the, uh, shout out to all my uh, adult movie star friends. Yeah, see, it's nothing to see uh, Dre pop up and doing an interview with like eight porn stars. And I'm like, gosh, and, and then I'll jump on and say, can you bring me some Garrett's popcorn back? And then I find out when he uh, hits me up and says, oh, I forgot that they're already one hour outside Louisville because my cousin was with him. And she told me, you know, we were almost home before Dre asked her. I was like, oh, y'all didn't bring my Garrett. I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. That's but right. Hey, if anybody is listening to this podcast right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's several people. I mean, it's Shay K. Everybody's listening to it. You probably will never know the smile that I got whenever she mentioned these these exotica conventions that I yes. go to. If you ever get a chance to make your way out to one of these exotica conventions, you will see things that you don't think that you're supposed to see in oh. real life walking around in the middle of the day at 3 o'clock in the go afternoon. I'm going to go. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Oh, he got it's, so serious, you guys. He said, oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm going to go. Miles, it's wonderful. See, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I'm, Miles. Miles. Shout out to my homie Lyric. So, shout out to my homie Lyric and, her, and Beyond the Shade. Like, hey, shout so out to Beyond the Shade. Yeah, he's in deep. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. That see, that's how I test. Like, everybody be like, oh, I, I go to him. I'm like, nah, all right. Yes. Now, I will tell you this, Dad. BTS. It's been blowing up. It's to the point now. I feel like this might be Louisville's like GDP. So, uh, Lyric's been with me uh, at some of them conventions. Well, went, we yeah. went to the one in DC last the year. The Amira show be out there too. Shout out to Amira. Hey, yeah, I had Amira baby. out there in DC. I don't know why I know so much. About Come on, this man. Where you know everybody that's at these <laughs> things? You need to be Shout there too. Shout out to Amira. That's my station, baby. Yep. I have to ask Amira. Literally, baby, do you have a bra on? Do you have a top on? Yes. Uh, please show up with your clothes on. And I love if her it's barely. a windy day. Hey, say, make... She calls me mama. She'll say mama. Uh, what should I put on? Like panties and a towel, <laughs> and then some clothes. See you in an hour. Love her to death. That but is... she is yes, I, I love her entire body positivity. She is so free. But sometimes I tell her, could you just put them up for just just a minute? It's the meat. Because they're they're just like they're literal accessories. Yes, for her, she's like, what you y'all don't want to see this? And I'm like, no. And it was when she had the what was it? The pussy bucket. And okay. She walked in. We were eating lunch. I said, "What is that?" She says, "The pussy bucket." I said, oh, "Okay." So what's in the bucket? I don't, I didn't, and then she explained, and it was all of her positive affirmations and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But I probably am not going to take one with me. 
You should. Meet. But you can bring it with you, darling. Either that, you, you need to put one in there. <laughs> yeah, come on, Sugar Shay. Insert something into the bucket. Oh, not the Sugar Shay. Sugar Shay. Yeah, that's my nickname that Dre gave me some time ago, and it has stuck. I've had people actually say that to me while I'm out. It's we been know. earned, rightfully so. Yes. yes. So uh, on a few of my magazine covers, I chose to be Santa, and I chose to uh, display part of my cleavage. The sugar cubes. Yes, and from there, it took on a life of its own. And I actually am proud because those were some of my highest rated um, issues, or they got the most views. So I'm just saying, you know. Ma'am, we're about how many days? We're about seven days into December, and we ain't seen the reemergence. We haven't seen, we haven't seen the annual sugar shake. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to do one. D. Johnson, if you're listening, I think we got to do a photo shoot and bring out the Christmas ornaments absolutely shout out to my man d johnson absolutely most definitely see the, the, we just end up everywhere okay okay here's one because now i'm curious um uh -oh. do you have a secret talent a secret talent i don't think that's any of your business yeah well hell enough people know about it but oh. you know so i guess it's yeah, I, pr I probably shouldn't talk about that. Uh, let me see. Any other secret talents? <laughs> we just gonna skip over that one. Um, no. Everybody, see, I don't want to say that after following up what I just said. Everybody knows my talents because I don't want to say that. That's that's terrible to say. But this mostly no everything. Judgment tone. Go ahead. But yeah, I don't. Everything that I'm capable of, mm -hmm. I've displayed. Oh, okay. All hmm. right. Well. I, yeah, that just, just doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't sound it's as taking, good as I wanted to sound. It's taking a turn here. Yeah, it's yeah, that's bad. I'm gonna get all kind of calls. They're gonna jump in my inbox. Back <laughs> I'm gonna be like, here's what he really meant. He meant that he writes books for children. And yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, cool. I don't, I don't know if that's a good one. Because, because you, you know, you would think like the simple answer, like I know how to juggle or right. I know how to like ride a bike or something. Juggle, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then still taking the turn because you know what I'm saying. In my you know, when I was a bachelor, two, three, five, ten, you oh. know. Uh, so well, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't have really. Damn, that's a good question. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't you give me any time to think all, about all night. To, um, so like, what, what is yours? Like I, it's probably not a secret talent, but it's one of those things that trips people out. So like I can sing the entire Dukes of Hazard theme song, and it's like I love the Dukes of Hazard. Like Uncle Jesse was a bootlegger; he was the original gangster. He okay. wore overhauls, and he was with the shits. Okay. At all times, I love that show. And it's okay. Like, Just them good old boys, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Oh, this is serious. Curves, okay, there you go. This is this deep. But yeah, it was oh, no, it sounded good. It sounded good. It was one of those things. I used to be in the house just bopping. All the other kids would be outside playing, and I'm like, "Go, Luke, go, go!" And you know, I always wanted them to get away. And I love Roscoe B. Cole Train. And then you mm -hmm. know, and, yeah, that was my childhood was weird. I like stuff like that. That's not weird though. Okay, that's good. that. That's that's a happy childhood oh, memory. Yeah, that's, I, look, I also you know my other show was Give Me a Break with Nell Carter. I always thought her and the Chief. We're getting it on behind closed doors. 
I'm sorry, Shay. I'm, I'm too young to know anything about you that show. Give me a break. I only break she was I know a black housekeeper. He was the chief of police. It was on NBC. Oh, that is a. And he was a widower, and they had and she had three daughters. The only break I know of is a Kit Kat. Mm-mm. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat. Oh, no. And it sounds like that's what you thought yes, was happening I think in he the was, show. Yes, they were breaking each other. Give off. me a break. Yes, yeah, so and then you got. When did this show come on? It was on? like 1984 to 88 or something. I was between two and four. It, well, had you been my dad, I'd be like, go in your house and watch. <laughs> Give me a break because the Chiefs are breaking her off something. <laughs> I, I, Car- I, yeah, Nell Carter. I, I think she was famous on Broadway or something. And that was like her big breakout show. So at this point in time, when you're talking about during the time <laughs> that was going on, I was in Germany. Okay. Okay. So we had one channel in Germany oh. called AFN, the Armed Forces Network. Oh. So with that, all the other channels, of course, were in German. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to watch TV in American, in in American, <laughs> in English, you watched AFN. And you were at the mercy of whatever that one channel showed. So if it wanted to show Days of Our Lives for 24 straight Ooh. hours, then you watched Days of Our Lives. Or if you watched a sporting event, it was six months behind because they had to get clearance from whatever league that that was showing. So when I would then make trips to America, because I used to be a wrestling fanatic, Mm -hmm. by the time I saw that The Undertaker had finally made his debut, by the time I get to the States, he's already the champion. So so I'm missing out on this type of stuff. So these shows, like what you're talking about, I missed all of them. I saw Amen. I like him. I'm sending you a playlist tonight of shows I want you. Now you got you got assignments. I'm gonna be like, you need oh, to watch at least one gracious. season to give me. I'm, I'm, I she you. wants me to watch. Uh, give me a break and watch watch Bobby Brown make crack chicken. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> best show ever! I can't yeah. wait tonight. I'm binge watching. <laughs> okay, have, this we is have, we have gone this, to all different places. Oh, Ooh, here's one. Uh oh, if you could make the ultimate sandwich, what would be on it? I've done that. That's easy. Yeah, come. on. Go for it. That's easy. Nah, like, so, I like to take, like, salmon croquettes. Okay. You take salmon croquettes with some bacon and, like, just some regular, like, deli mustard Uh and just toast the bread. Like, you don't even have to do much. That's the thing. People complicate sandwiches. I like to put guacamole on mine every now and then. Okay. But stuff like that. It's just real well, simple. Well, you know that, Shanique, because I probably wouldn't put a croquette on a sandwich, but now that you said that, I'm intrigued. That is intrigued. I and never have time to sit down, so everything is a sandwich in my world. <laughs> my uncle was like that. <laughs> so my uncle, shout out to my Uncle Junie. Everything was like macaroni, cheese on the sandwich, spaghetti's on the sandwich. Everything went bread because he was always on the move. And okay. as a child, I used to be like, oh, a spaghetti sandwich like him. My mom was like, sit your ass down and eat <laughs> And it was one of those things, but everything went on. So I get it. It was yeah. always on the go. Hmm. See, these questions are making me realize how simple I am. <laughs> because I have nothing by my bed. <laughs> you got to be sad with you. Never watch Give Me a Break. I never I mean. watch Give Me a Break. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no talent that, 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 have, that I kept to myself. You know what I'm saying? And now when, I, when you talk to me about a sandwich, I'm just thinking Subway. This is simple. You know, I'm, 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 this is simplicity at but its you know finest. That, I think that might be the difference between men and women. Cause I'm over here like on my sandwich, I would like to have uh imported bacon. Import. Imported bacon. Yes. You want, you want duck uh, bacon. fancy pigs. Mm. I want some duck bacon on there as well. Duck bacon is good. Du- Did you say one. duck bacon? Yes. Duck it's bacon delightful. Is good. It's delightful. It'll change your life. What part of Newburgh is this from? No, mm-hmm. duck bacon is a thing. Duck bacon. Oh, put that on your assignment list. Mm-hmm. Duck bacon. Yes. That's, that's a, that's. That's not a thing. It can yes, either it be really expensive mm-hmm. or really cheap. Mm-hmm. So if you get it downtown Louisville, it's going to cost you at least, you're going to spend at least $100 for your plate. Mm-hmm. But if you get it from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Next to the lake where the ducks are. Yes, next to somebody who owns a lake. 
Yeah. It just happens to have a lot of ducks. They'll be like, hey, let me get Daffy Duck. Be right back. And you get some duck bacon. Man. It's delicious. Duck bacon, duck jerky, all that. Mm -hmm. I am okay with my Smithfield. (laughs) My little Smithfield bacon in the the Kroger freezer aisle. I'm I'm okay. I would like a layer of gold flakes and uh, truffles and then some imported turkey meat couple of imported Why, cheese. What, okay, what do you got against American turkey meat? And no, American I duck like, get meat it imported. I like stuff. for my turkey to travel to my sandwich. What, okay, imported from where? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. You got Let's so say. specific that it has to be imported. It can't <laughs> okay. be from here. It can't be from so, North America. So I mean, where? And why from this particular country? What have you heard? Well, like, does it rain paprika <laughs> where you're coming from? Okay, so let's have the turkey come from, like, Italy. Grateful. Because they have such a passion for food, I feel like the turkey would be raised without any type of chemicals. It would be grain-fed, free-ranged. It would not have stress in its life. It would be able to live its life as the perfect turkey until its day of death came. And then they would gently slaughter it, age it, <laughs> cure it, and then send it to me for my sandwich with the goat flakes and truffles. So you think the way that it is slaughtered <laughs> will make an impact? If like you, you would, if, if it was slaughtered sad, you'd taste the stress? If you stress meat out, think about it. There are people that will buy it because of that reason. Yes. Free range, that means they can walk around and live their life free. If you have a stressful cow, that steak is going to be tough. That's a you, you can taste the oppression in your steak. This cow was oppressed on the job. You know this farm. nation knows oppression. <laughs> Black cows matter. Okay? I'm telling you, you can taste. Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Stress beef. I don't want stress beef. Certain Kroger, like the Kroger's in my neighborhood, sell stress beef. It's it's definitely sometimes not going to be the stress of the cow as compared to the stress of the person that can't cook it. <laughs> well... Yeah, but on this imported sandwich, we're gonna have. On this imported sandwich, yes, we're gonna have. Okay, now hold on. Where's the where's the where's the, the the duck bacon coming from? Now I don't mind if the duck is locally farmed, but I would want it from a private. No, 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 no. You said imported duck. Well, it's bacon. local. Imported from Bowling Green. God, there we go. <laughs> hey. But it had to travel to get to me, and. Because it's food, they had to ship it FedEx overnight, or somebody had to drive it here. So this everything on this sandwich has gone through some travels to get to me, which is going to make it even more of a special moment because the sandwich took effort from multiple people to put together for me to enjoy. You know, I'm extra, so this is right up my alley. I don't see the fact of thinking of how much the sandwich had to go through to get here. Yeah, would make me not even want to eat it. Oh, I would, and and I would eat it while watching probably episodes of the game on Netflix. Mm. I would just have my feet crossed, I'd be kicked back, and I'd just eat my wonderful sandwich. Season two of the game starts next week. Yeah, uh, yes. So well, I, season, like, of the new game. Games. This is still so going I'm, on? So I'm, so I'm it's, watching it's like, season one of the new game. Why? Just watch ESPN. It's better. <laughs> it's the same thing. You can watch both. The new, the new season's interesting the new because... The season is dope. Rocket, well, whatever her name is, uh, Tosh... What's her name? Yeah, Raquel. Tasha Mack. She is the producer and Jose, uh, what's the name? Jose. Oh, he is fine. Let me just say he is aged deliciously. He is the other executive okay. producer. And you can tell because anytime somebody produces something, they tend to make their character a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could tell, but he's so fine. And so the, I was watching like episode three of season one before I got here. Okay. Because uh, I just binge watched the other original series and seasons uh, this weekend. He okay. is wonderful to look at and there's a young man on there with these amazing eyebrows and he's playing with the football players and he's also in um uh what is that a uh, cane raising cane 
in the Power series. He's wonderful to look at. I mean, there was a lot of joy in the episodes I watched. I can honestly say I don't know who the gentleman with the eyebrows yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember seeing him and I went, because he was beautiful. So tell me about the population of women who really look at men's eyebrows like this. There's a lot. There's a lot. So I, and I, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I mean, like for that to be a priority, because nah. I know there's women who look at a lot of different things. Like, I mean, how yeah. many women make the priority the eyebrow? So there is a certain type of eyebrow that's okay. like full and masculine, and but it's sexy and it like encases the eyes and it'll grab your attention. Um, I will say that that was how my son got here. His dad had these amazing eyebrows. Total jerk. Spent those years from total jerk. But the eyebrows were just like freaking killer. The eyebrows? Oh, what? my. It was like you would see him across the room, and I'd be like, oh, he's no good, but I love him. Eyebrows took your panties down. Uh, that that there, is an amazing thing to me. I know. There are certain things like eyebrows. I also have a thing for arms with tattoos. Now. That's more lot. I, I, I can okay. see that. Like Jim Jones, his arms. Oh, my God. Now, he always looks like he stinks. <laughs> He always looks like he need to take a break. No, pain. shout out to Vamp Life, man. That's my I, guy. I love Jim. Like, I love to watch his lives. He's not wrong. He's his own no. person. And, no. you know, I wish he would have went on to marry Chrissy after, what, 30 million years? And she just announced the other day, at this point, she just no longer wants to get married. I'm like, y'all been together like 20 years. Just give it up. He ain't going nowhere. But his arms, oh, my God. And I used to watch the videos with him. And I got to see him one time at concert. And I don't even remember what he was saying. I was just like, look at his arms. He's gotten... Bigger over oh, the years. All he does is work out. All he does is work out. Yeah, exactly. Instagram is a workout page. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful to look at. He just does the workouts and the weather. I think, yes. And my favorite is when he does the videos when he goes outside in the weather with just his robe on. Because in my mind, I'm like, robe fall off. I don't see this much. I did not know that he was doing all this. I do. I, do. I don't I need to I know that he's older, doing this much. I just maybe, don't need to know when his next CD comes out. Maybe I'll turn into a, like a dirty old lady. Maybe I do need to go to these exotic festivals. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, because you're getting horny off of arms and eyebrows. There's a certain thing. As women, we see them, we're like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at this. It's just, it, it, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, women, we can be more complicated. We're difficult. But there are certain things, like, a guy could look like Grimace, but there could be like, oh, my God, look at his hairline. It's so sexy. And you will ignore the purple Grimace part and just be like, oh, my God. And that's the guy, like, you take home to your family. There was a video that I shared on social media. This guy who was a cross between Ludacris and Martin Lawrence. Somebody morphed him. Okay. And... They said when you find when your family finds out this is the guy you've been crying over and this person is laughing hysterically. Dying laughing. And I laughed for hours off that video. Just laughing at the person because laughing. Because I was like, I've been that woman because this, they're like, really? And I'm like, you don't think he's handsome? And dude looks like a gargoyle. Yeah. But know. in my eyes there was something just made me say, Oh my God, look at him. And your family's like, get her tested. Something's wrong. This oh, yeah. is this is the reason why we say as men to women or about women, that y'all are difficult. We would never guess this. Yeah. We don't know. Because at one point, when we're growing up, we hear about make sure you have on decent shoes because women judge you off of your shoes. It don't mean nothing now. No. But growing up, that was one of those things. Make make sure that you always have clean underwear on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because women could almost sense <laughs> that your, your stuff is falling apart yeah. under your pants. So don't, you know, make sure. Now it don't matter if you have underwear. Or if your underwear, the inside is the same color as the outside, because there's well, a lot of stuff. Well, now that from now those type of things. No, I know. The bigger the project, yeah. The bigger the attraction. Yeah. Notice how she said about Jim Jones. Yeah. He looks like he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jim Jones, I'm not here fighting for you, brother. I but know you're right for him. 
We can get him some. We can get his hair fixed. We can. Hey, Jim Jones, if you hear this, man, I got faith in you. I know you're zestfully clean, man. Come on, man. Mars, I see it every <laughs> night. Like God, You're like, how did that happen? It's like, ma'am, I don't know if he's homeless or if he just got out. <laughs> <laughs> that is my husband. We're coming from my wedding. Goodness gracious. On the middle of Broadway. Didn't matter. But yeah, I get it. You know what? That's a good point. The bigger the problem. I think it's when we see, like, look at potential. And like, oh, my God, I could change this on him. I could get that, 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 that. And so it's like, oh, oh, something to do. He's going to keep us intrigued. There's something to do. And when we turn him into the man we want, bam. See, that's the other part. You need him to need you. That's part that, of it. Uh, that, especially if you start empty nesting. Your kids get grown. It's like, let me go find a homeless dude. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Goodness God, gracious. He's your stepfather. <laughs> Broadway Ben. Sinbad told a joke about that a couple yeah. of years ago. See, and then the joke he told is completely contradictory of what you're saying. He said something about all the old men that women go after are rich. They don't go after old, nasty-looking old men. You don't don't say, oh, look, he's cute, but he's homeless. Come here. You know, now, when it comes to old men, like... Yeah, a little men a little younger. Nah, a little younger. If they're my age, they probably wouldn't intrigue me like that. If he's old, I need him damn near dead, but with some money. Because I don't mind pushing him around in a wooden wheelchair. I'll bring Willie Earl with oh, me. Oh, with some money. wheelchair? Because that's how old he is. He's oh. got one of those flowers <laughs> in the attic type of wheelchairs. I bet you I bring him to the con. I bet you I bring him backstage. We'll be in the green room. And I'll be, Goodness Dre, could gracious. you poke Willie Earl, make sure he's still breathing? I don't want to touch money. this man because I don't want to be accountable stick. for this anything that's going to happen to him. Take this stick and poke him. He's still breathing. <laughs> Willie Earl, you okay? Give him his medicine. Ivy Pole. I mean, if I'm going to go old, I'm going to go As to it, the grave. It's just like the stocks, man. Like, like every day we're going to drive past the cemetery and I'll be like, Next stop. Oh, and the cool thing about you see the bad. young people, and this she knows is, you already bad. know the young people. You ain't got to spend that much. You ain't got to spend much. This is bad. you really don't because all they want is Jordans. Yeah, you get so, them a pair of Jordans a month. Not a shoe. Not anymore. <laughs> not these kids. Not these shoes. You uh, Gucci. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have. Nah, well, you see, that's the thing. Oh, Louis Vuitton. Now we didn't say it had to be real, but <laughs> this is, this is. you can get an 18th and Broadway. And spe- speaking of 18th and Broadway, what happened to the mannequins? I'm missing them. Oh, I, was, the I found a store by the pawn shop. Yeah, the other day, because like they would line up, like they were going to march. Well, they got they and got then, RSV but too, the, but the gone. outfits I miss because it'd be like the dead of winter, they and they be like in out. straight club apparel, and yeah. I'm like, you know, and even though they were mannequins, <laughs> I'd be like, I know they're cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rain, sleet, and snow. I mean, Icicles on the nipples, everything. They still got to go to Coles. I mean, so you know what I'm saying? They, they walk from the Coles Street over to Coles. Right on over. Absolutely. They were, they were lined up about to march to Coles. And get Mr. Jerry's barbecue. Mm. I'd be like, look at the mannequin girls. They have no head. See, I don't even know how we ended up here. Um, but I actually miss seeing them. They used to give me joy. And remember, he would hang the rugs. Yes. So, first of all, I said, God, I hope those are display rugs because those rugs have to smell like death, regret, and oppression because they are out in. All the weather. All of it. If it's if like if the city's burning, those rugs are still outside with the mannequin standing guard. And the rug and, and so, the mannequin are talking to each other. You like, can say, Do you want the West End in your home? <laughs> <laughs> you want a little struggle in your dining room for the holidays? All right, you best run take that rug home. Somebody crawl from up under that. <laughs> crawl from between the fibers. <laughs> like it's all 18. So yeah, I just happened the other day. I was like at the light, and I was just like, where did they go? Were you, were you sad? Because I'm used to seeing them. You know, I always felt like I could be like, hey, girls. And in my mind, they were way back. So, yeah, when I didn't see them, I was like, oh, 
this corn is, is it's losing its flavor. It's losing its luster. Losing its flavor. The, the girls and left. Yes, they did add something. To, I know that was so random, but yeah, I missed that. Hey, they might be on OnlyFans too. Well, well, <laughs> and I hear you can make great money on OnlyFans. See. <laughs> You got all the fans? No, no. Here's the thing. I work in bars, so Mm -hmm. the way bars works, Mm -hmm. either you're a good bartender, Mm -hmm. you're a bartender that works at two bars, or you're a bartender that works and also has an OnlyFans account. Oh. Mm -hmm. And OnlyFans, like I tell a lot of my friends, is just like podcasting. It's just like radio. It's just like Spotify. Yes. You're going to find out you're not popular. Yeah, really yeah. fast. Absolutely. Just sitting there naked talking about the news. And like, for real. And you see, there's a market for that, but you see, you got to find, <laughs> yes. you you find your niche. to watch naked news. Like, me, I just think it's hilarious. There like, is a group of people <laughs> waiting for you to play Teddy Cronkite Bro. and for you to go ahead and let people know what's happening day naked to day. Romeo but you, and Juliet. But you got to find, you gotta find your, how to market yeah, it to it. them. Absolutely. So, my so yeah, so now they get to find out what it's like to do to be the dude with the mixtape that nobody's buying. Like, people say it's not a job and I get so mad I'm like bro you, ha- you one you gotta record the video you gotta upload it you gotta have a video that you have to have a computer that can actually do it are you streaming like <laughs> you gotta market it you gotta promote it. it you gotta go through all of and that's it. another thing how do you promote that you just put it on Facebook no nope. bold are you Twitter <laughs> yeah, Twitter. that's Twitter. where everybody Twitter. goes. <laughs> Shout out to my people on Twitter. Black Twitter is the most entertaining place to ever be because oh, careers man. die there every day. Yes, you know, and or they come to life like, out yes. there. And yes. I'm just like, God, I was on Black Twitter and they canceled. Okay, I they they canceled Rem Cosby on Black Twitter. So but but at the same time, when they canceled him a few months prior to that, they re- resurrected Rachel Dozal. Yeah, okay, so I watched her documentary. Did you see her? She was she had OnlyFans. I'm confused. So as someone, <laughs> you know, I don't do the biracial bashing. Um, I get offended when people do. I am offended. I'm like, girl, you are not in this club. But I'm she's offended. not biracial. She, I know. <laughs> she can't hang out with us because I don't like that. My thing was, you just want to take someone else's culture. and per- you don't have, You're not persecuted for being a black woman. For being a biracial, any of that. Mm-hmm. You just chick who said, mm, I'm black today. And what got me is when they were interviewing her parents who were lily white. Like, I was like, some of my family look just like y'all. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you just going to keep on. <laughs> I identify as black. I was like, somebody slapped that line. But she was so convincing in Man. It. That she ended up as the head of the NAACP. That's my that thing. Amazing. I applaud it. I'm sorry. I'm just that's like, what I'm saying. So, so I mean, if you certain certain things after you've reached a particular plateau, you've got to just let it rock at this point. Because you can't make that just like you got to let it rock at this point, man. Because um, you she said I'm a strong black woman, and she's stronger black woman than the black, black woman in the actual organization. As they say in life, you cannot make this up. This is all real life. And just watching the documentary, I'm just like, she's a she's a trip. She's funny. And and I, I have to say, when I found out she had OnlyFans, I was tempted to subscribe to it. Just like, See, what the- is she over talking about? Because I'm like, is she talking about her struggles or is she naked or is she naked talking about what are you doing over there? All of it. Yeah. If and it's going to keep her attention, she's going to do it. And I'm just like, so I didn't know if she's going to like recite my Angelo poems and say, as this strong black woman that I am, <laughs> phenomenal me. But that would be content. I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, it would ahead. be intriguing content. Yeah, and I'd be like, girl. And so then I would then text people, you got to you got to look at Rachel. So now, now, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a controversial question. Okay. I'm ready to get canceled today. Let's okay. go. All right. So, Let's go. We can so, go on. <laughs> in the midst of a situation where a black, well, a uh, kind of uh, insinuated black woman okay. became the head of the NAACP. 
how would it happen or how would it be viewed if a straight man or a straight woman became the head of the LGBTQ community? Would it be viewed the same way? Mm, probably not. I don't. Th- I think that their fallout would be even harsher. You think so? I I, I really do. Because I w- one thing I will say about that community is they stick together. You will not disrespect us. We will not. You know, it's one of those. So I feel like if somebody wanted to perpetrate themselves and say that they were gay or lesbian or queer, and get into the role and they're not, yeah, I think it would be. But really what bad. if they decided they weren't going to say anything? They said what they decided they were just not going to identify. I prefer not to identify. Mm. And they then worked their way up that ladder. Well, now that's interesting. Okay. It's one of those you, you can't really call them on that and, and keep the same line of thinking. They have the right to not identify. Yes. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, here they are in the in, you know, getting married on on on, on CNN mm. and they're like, Well, he's he's marrying a woman. How how dare he? That would be like, it would be like the movie Angels and Demons, you know, where they said the biggest trick the devil ever pulled was making everyone think he didn't exist. And mm-hmm. it was this big thing about the Vatican. It would be something like, it would be like this historical monumental crashing of Thoughts? I actually believe like the biggest separation between the two is money. The LGBTQ community invest in each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The NAACP and black folk, we stick together. We show up at the cookouts. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to ask for money or when it's time to actually build that's not there. Um, one thing I love about working in radio is I get to work with all people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with the Kentuckiana Pride and the Louisville Pride. Yes. And I will tell you Both right now, organization. there is mm-hmm. like, and I know everybody has issues or whatever, but for what I've seen from the parades to the events mm-hmm. during the day, over the day, it didn't matter. Rain, sleet, okay. snow. It sure didn't. didn't. One of the artists, voice cat was lost. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like the thing is, they invest in each other. So for in order for that to happen, mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to make the correct <laughs> investments to where it really doesn't matter. Great example, Adidas. Let's be real. It has Nazi ties. Yes, it does. But people have made the correct investments mm-hmm. to where we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And they've done some <laughs> they've done some scrubbing of their image over the last hundred years. Of yes. course. And, and well, most not 100, corporations but 80, and 70, how many years will been. wipe away what needs. And, and we're so, unfortunately, culturally, uh, and then, I mean globally, uh, humans just want that instant gratification. So we don't care about most time about the backstory. We just want to say, okay, I like it. Yeah. This is okay. So we don't mind that you scrub it away, that it has bad history, bad ties. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get into that, well, it didn't impact me. It wasn't my family type of mode. That's the American way. That is the American way. Absolutely. And and, and that's pretty much ingrained in all of us at this point. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Yes. So, we just saw, yes, we are so old there. Oh, which means we need to get into our unpopular opinion since we're already. All of us. Okay. So, you want to go first with your unpopular or you want to go first? Um, I'm a submissive woman today. I take directions. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's go with women then. Let's uh, oh, let's okay. let's uh, talk about the fact that women are no longer the victims in divorce anymore. Ooh, okay. Yes, I've had this conversation a few times. Go ahead. Um, I have seen three examples over the last five years mm. where um, women are getting the best of this entire situation. First off, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! People are just now starting to circulate this circulate this thing around Facebook. They they're just now seeing the details of how Jan Jackson added another hundred million dollars to her wealth 
through the situation of marrying Prince Al with some or whatever his name was. And it just got swept under the rug. That is the most manipulative situation <laughs> I have ever seen. In my, do you know about all the details behind it? No, no, all but. Okay, check this out. They got married. The initial agreement when they got married was if this wedding, if this marriage doesn't last, but it makes it past five years at least, I'll give you $100 million. Actually, it was $500 million. And she said, okay, I, I mean, I'm I'm married to, to you. I'm here to be here forever. So why, we don't even have to worry about that. A, a year into the wedding, <laughs> things were going wrong. Everything about what she thought she was getting ready to be in just started falling apart. She started trying to do little things to make it work. It did not work out. In the midst of knowing that it was not going to work out, she started getting her tour together. When she found out that while he was getting, while she was getting her tour together, that he was possibly going to file, because remember, she was supposed to be coming to Louisville, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the Louisville date got canceled. That's when Janet, at 49 years old, decided it was time to have a baby. Wow. Why was that baby born? Well. It was born as an insurance policy. Yes, paycheck baby. Paycheck baby. Look at little paycheck yeah. baby. So even if we don't make it to the five years, we're still going to get some money out of this. That child support payment is getting ready to be astronomical. So <laughs> the baby was born. Things were happy. Things went on. Things kept on. Then it started going downhill again. Then the last year before everything was getting ready to break apart, that's when the housekeepers, oh, my God, he's so terrible to her. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know how she does it. And right there, five years and a day. <laughs> Is when the divorce papers popped up. Hey, hey, I can't she get wrote, mad at she her wrote that, it. Though. She wrote it. She said, I'm riding this way. I'm going to be honest. Five, that was me. And like, I'm three and a half years in. He planned in, for that to fail. And I'm just like, I'm going to go on ride these next you think, you he, planned for, he planned for that for, He planned for that to fail. Why would you put up that money in the first place? Because she asked for it. Oh, then you know. That's, that's his fault. He, just one, he was getting married for love. I'm he gonna, met this woman. He... And and downtown Louisville though people get gypped every day. Oh man, <laughs> people get gypped every day. Okay, that's a, that's example. That's example number one. Example number two, Jeff Bezos. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of a payday. They got divorced. In the midst of them getting divorced, they said he did whatever he did. He had his little chick on the side, what have you. She had a a, a dude on the side as well. There's a difference on the dudes on the side, though. He had whatever he had. The dude on her side was the teacher at the kid's school. They're at the parent-teacher conference talking about little Billy's D, and he's thinking, and she's thinking about his with the teacher. Well, so as soon as they got divorced, huh? what, 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 she what? what? Flashcards. We are truly blessed as a country because that man could have snapped. We all could be gone. <laughs> See, the teacher. Where? Imagine you two being at the parent-teacher conference discussing your child. I'm the teacher, and she's over here just smiling. We're just smiling at each other. Jeff is just trying to find out why his kid's failing in school, and she's over there like, "What'd you say about D? He, D? D? Yeah, 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 yeah." And they got married a month after that. Well, well, they're divorced now. They got divorced last month, but he got something out of it. He got something out of it. Upgrade. Oh, they say my. teachers are underpaid. Not him. Oh boy. So how? How the, the the teacher though? The teacher at the school that you're going that your kid is going to every time we go to a play, you're looking over there at the corner, yeah. not paying attention to what's going on at the play because you just... want to play with the teacher after it's over with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like your teacher. He sent me a note home. 
But think about it. It could be after being with Jeff and, you know, ego and all this stuff. The simplicity of the teacher may have touched her heart. Pick somebody then give the money else. Then have the then have that. I'm have that. that. There you go. That's, that's right. <laughs> if it's a simplicity, like, if it's all about the simplicity. simplicity no, yeah. we're not gonna get the great. You're not gonna get the yeah. We're under the teacher salary. That's like buying the game and then unlocking everything later. That's not cool. Gotta go on to Gatlinburg. Oh my! <laughs> love on each other. Get the full experience. Get the day. Okay. Well, now we let's. Oh, hold let's, on. Let's one more. Okay. Tom Brady. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah, That's I, yeah, I got nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing. I don't even have to get into that one, do yeah. I? No, no, no. Okay. He the Tampa. Yeah. What happened? And the trainer. Mm. The yeah. trainer even helped him, helped Giselle move out of the house <laughs> to the house that she bought across the street. <laughs> See me the clearly. trainer, their trainer, mm. is who she. But a lot of times, women it's the person. Are. Okay, but okay. Now let's look at uh, uh, what's her name, Wendy Williams, and her her husband, Mary J. Blige. She's having to pay alimony to her husband. And uh, what's um, whose husband is saying they're broke now? Was it Wendy's husband? It's yeah. Wendy's husband. And he's saying he's broke now. The thing that got me like about Mary J. Blige, her Kendu or whatever his name is, she should have Kendu killed Kendu. <laughs> Kendu listed in his requirements, his parents, their housing, their chef, the mistresses. It was crazy stuff. And I was like, I literally said, screw his parents. I don't care if your parents eat. This is my money. I'm on stage sweating. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your mom and daddy eating. Screw your parents. I mean, he had everybody listed. And I was like, boy, Kendu is a mofo. He he was with the shits. I'm, uh, listen. I'm 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 here for that. See, I'm here for that. Because you should look, see the smile because, on his face right because now. Because these are you gave me two examples. Mm-hmm. How many more can you think of? Uh, Not very many others. This has been shift. going on for women for hundreds of years. What did, what did Ivanka Trump say? Don't get even, get half. Oh, that's see. why you got to let this ride out. That book, then you had Marla Maples married Trump, and uh, yeah, and Ivanka. You know, she for the longest she had one of the largest divorce hit, uh, settlements in the country. Until but she did help build that. And here's the thing: you talk about women in projects. It's funny the, that man being a project. A lot of times we see the potential, so we literally help this man build. I'm not going to discount that at so, all. So, I didn't put in as much work or more than he has. You know, I, you build a fortune. I'm raising the kids. I'm knocking you off. I'm helping you build. I'm your secretary. I was your secretary. Oh, boy. We're getting another song. Come on. I started waving my hands. Think about it. And you help him build this fortune. So, yeah. So, make sure you get it right. The buildup is not the part that I'm talking about. It's the breakup and the move on part that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You move on. It's there a is, business. Think of everybody else in the world that you could have possibly got together with. You Marriage get together with the teacher. I still, my kid's still at the school. Yes. So I still now got to go. ride home every day. I ain't got to pick him up. See, I'm saving us money. No, a damn that. Ride Wrong. With mama's new dude. No. So now when I come, to, <laughs> now when I come to the parent-teacher conference, it's not the, I'm coming to see the teacher. I'm coming to see mama and her husband. Yeah. Who I didn't know was getting ready to be the husband the while I was coming to this parent teacher conference. The baby got an A now in the class. He might not. Yeah, he did. He can't. He can't give that baby a D and go home to her. Uh, uh, yeah, I bet you his hot dogs are burned to dinner. I, I tell you what, there's only one D that matters in that house. I tell you that much. And that's why the baby got an A. He's like, I Hold love on. your mama. No, no, no. Homeboy's got home. He's the richest man in the world, and yeah. he's still fell, fell on this kid. That means he don't give a damn about nothing. <laughs> uh, he, that don't mean he don't care. He could buy the school district, <laughs> and he's he still failing your kid. Poor little baby. So, like, hey, how's he doing in school? He got a C on math. Well, 
but I, I suck. Oh, no, I don't, I don't care. It was good. Thank you. <laughs> it is great. We can do it again tonight. How good she is in bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mama got to bring her A game so, so little Judy and, can get and, and, and guess what the, the telltale was? The fact that they got divorced <laughs> last month. He said, I can't do this no more. Y'all good. walked t- away with a check. I, now, I strongly believe in prenups. I say that all the time on social media. I get attacked by women. Why would you say? I said, because I believe in prenups. Mine is mine, yours is yours. Now, what we build together, we can split that if we split up. I have, I am, that's something that does not offend me. So when people say, I would never, I would, you're not the person for me. Like with Candy, <laughs> when she was marrying Todd. And it was funny because her mom was like, he's going to take it. Who? And we're, Candy, uh, Burris. Oh, we're doing reality show stuff. Well, okay. I, I was interested in her and Todd because, you know, she is worth about $80 million. One thing I say about that chick grinds. And okay. even without the reality show, she's got success because she's got songwriting credits and production credits. Out of the world. Yes. And songs that you would never even know. So, she had a fortune. She met him. He was in production. He was doing okay, but he was nowhere near what she was doing. And I remember, like, it was two days before their wedding, before they even signed. And I was like, sign the prenup. I don't find it offensive because here's the thing. If I'm getting married to somebody who's worth $100 million and they want a prenup and I say, okay, if we split, I'm going to get $5 million. Okay, I know I'm going to walk away with something. But if we're together, then I'm living high on the hall with you. So I'm going to be good either way. Now. If the prenup says I get nothing, if you're going to do me like Orange Juice Jones and tell me to take you crumb, take what mm-hmm. you can, yeah, can't, what you now can't that's with. different. Yeah. I'm like, also, I don't get nothing. So you get to cheat and I don't get nothing? No, no, no. You better start in, you better start getting stuff while you're in the wedding, while you're in the marriage. You know what I'm saying? I bet like Shawnee O'Neal start sneaking it away because I remember their divorce and everybody, Man. I said, y'all better, I was like, she's a cold business woman Cause she, <laughs> because she looked at her husband and knew he had whole tendencies and was like, something might happen. Let me start now. She goes to Kmart because Kmart was opening mm-hmm. the shop. The bid was two hundred. She put two hundred up. She had a whole little scam going. It was I was like, she was looking out for herself and the kids. Don't be mad at her. I don't have a problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I'm addressing the fact that of all the people in the world that you know, <laughs> between Giselle and and then the other one. Now Janet Jackson, that one was that's a whole different that that that's just cold blooded all the way around. She specifically got married because look, uh Michael Jackson's catalog was getting ready to get, you know, <laughs> undercut a little bit. You know, by it was buying Rhythm Nation no more. We don't want to we don't want to see, you know, that anymore. So and Joe was still alive, so he wanted his money. Oh, so she had to find some kind of way to supplement the family fortune. And she found a lick. Homie was a lick. Yeah. And that's all it mm-hmm. was. I'm uh, so it takes me back to me having Willie Earl in the wooden wheelchair. Jesus if he, if Willie Earl is the prince of Istanbul, mm-hmm. and for and and I, yeah, and I get a hundred million dollars, I'm pushing Willie Earl around. Just so I'm just saying, if you invite me to the Yum Center and I pull up with Willie Earl, and I'm pushing him. <laughs> mind your business. I'm gonna break you off something. I'm gonna take you out for a nice dinner somehow. Now that I know there's a possibility, I ain't inviting you to the Yum Center. Come on, Willie. <laughs> I mean, okay. so I have an unpopular opinion. This is something that really bothers. Okay. And people get so mad when I say, I hate when people use the race card for anything because okay. it's not an excuse. So I had a conversation with someone. We were talking about somebody who did a particular crime, which they did. And I was like, you know, they did the crime. Yeah. Well, he's because he's black. I said, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. I said, he did that crime and harmed another human. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people use the race card and they want to excuse behavior. Yes. Do I know there's systemic race? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Weaves into the very fabric of this country. It is there every day, all day for all of us. Right. But it does not excuse you doing wrong. And I hate when people want to use the race card to make an excuse or excuse bad behavior. So, And I see a lot of folks using it now, especially in the last few years. Now people are saying, oh, my God, they did because of black. No, they did because you were foul. 
what you did was for. I agree. It's being abused. So then it takes away from the actual issues that mm-hmm. impact us every day because people are just throwing it around and using it for their own self-benefit as opposed to the actual real issues that we struggle with. The crime, that part I agree with. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes the sentencing, that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Now that, mm-hmm. And that comes the, the that's, that's the part where the race might actually have some kind of... Well, yeah. yeah, because there's people who there are certain races of people mm-hmm. who get far less Absolutely. sentences for the same crimes as those who commit those crimes might have a different complexion and will never make their way out of the institution they're being sentenced to. Cousin Jerome was sentenced to life in prison because he had two joints and a bag of weed. Correct. And now he's in Alcatraz. He's over in Shawshank <laughs> with Morgan Freeman. That's right. And and, and what's his name? Duvet. Trying mm-hmm. to dig his way out. And by the way, this is random, but Shawshank's one of my favorite movies. It's one of the best. I'm not surprised at that. Yes. That the scene where he tunnels his way out is like the most, one of the most prolific things about life. It means you can grow through shit. Mm-hmm. And come out clean on the other end. He digs his way out of that prison, and then he lifts his hands to the heaven and washes the mud. Off. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm like, I was crying. I'm so bad, Bobby. It's a great friend. movie to get people yes. not to go to prison. If you don't want that to go to too. prison, because watch Shawshank. Right. Yes, when they will beat no. the brakes off him. Yes, it was terrible. But yes, I just and right. everybody needs a friend like Red. Result, everybody so. has a friend who can get them stuff they need. Think about it. You got a friend like Red, you can hit. Like, hey man, I need some. I need some discount tickets. I'm, like, the plug. I'm just saying, Red was the plug. I know that was random, but yes, I, so that's that's one of my pet peeves. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. That actually, there was a situation that happened this weekend. Okay. Um, where a little boy killed his mom. Died. Yes. And um, they were getting ready to start bringing that into the reason why it happened, the race aspect of things, and that has nothing to do. With it at all. This little boy was just, I won't say irresponsible because you would put that word on a 10-year-old, but that's one of the things. It's one of the, because it had to do with the cell phone or something that was going on. He didn't get his way. He he wanted some virtual reality goggles, and she wouldn't give them for him, get get them Mm. for him. So as a result, he kills his mom. And then the next day afterwards, he goes ahead, jumps on Amazon, and then places the order for what it was that he was asking for. Ooh, mm, ten years old, yeah. and now they're going to try him as an adult. Absolutely. I have a ten-year-old daughter. People are saying she, he's, the, the boy's only ten. I've seen some of the looks that my daughter has given me at ten <laughs> years old, and I've almost gone to knock her down the stairs. So I'm fully aware that she is more than cognizant. Of some of the things that she will say mm-hmm. and some of the things that she would do in the midst of her frustration at me. But she knows better and she knows I will flicker in the middle of her eyes and they'll touch. So <laughs> that being the case, she does not. So that was a situation mm-hmm. where they were trying to, oh, well, you know, it was a little black boy. His mom was raising him. No, 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 no. Because that story, I could tell that story and that could, it could apply to every race under the Absolutely. sun. Every race under the sun. And it also shows how entitled and spoiled kids are today. They feel like they're supposed to get everything. You know, when we grew up, we asked for something, and if your mom and daddy, grandma, whomever told you, you're going to wait, you're going to wait. Mm-hmm. We did, we or just, no. Yeah. And and you you better go outside and play and get over it. And get over it. You, you, didn't even, you couldn't even complain about it. You couldn't even ask the question I, because I said so. You, and, you, I wish you would say yeah. why. Why? Now oh. you're about to get... <laughs> Whooped all around the kitchen because you had the nerve to ask a question, and I'm so you're questioning that me. I came up during that era. Yeah. Because now with social media and the things kids are exposed to, kids are not kids, and that's 
we're seeing that emergence of, of crimes committed by adolescents because kids are not kids. Like they, they don't go out and play. and like They're exposed to everything, and they're like these little adults. They are absorbing all the, the adult hate and drama, and we are seeing the results of that. And so seeing that particular story, like I said, I kind of just perused through it, and I was just like immediately, okay, he knew what he's doing. Cause I, like I said, I have a 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact my son knows. He says something crazy or something. Yeah. And, you know, gets or he gets upset or whatever. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So to see that story, I was like, yeah, little dude got mad, didn't mm-hmm. get his way. And his response was, I'm going to kill my mom. Now, the question then becomes, because he is still 10, due to some of these games, due to some of these movies, due to some of these things, the fact that virtual reality has really brought some things mm-hmm. to, to, to the forefront, you know, there's whole virtual, re- you live an entire life in virtual oh, yeah. reality. In his virtual reality, he probably plays at his friend's house. He's probably 21 <laughs> and 6 foot 12 yep. and, and driving a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So how much of the virtual reality aspect of it do you think came into play with him killing his mom? Because did he really think he was killing his mom or did he know he was killing his mom? I think he knew. And I'm going to tell you straight up, none of it. Because my favorite thing to answer with that is, what video game did Hitler play? What video game did Pol Pot play? Mm-hmm. What music was General Washington playing? Let me tell you where it really started. Those were, well, that was probably all slave hymns. America has only had 89% years of peace in its 200 years of existence. If you really want to start and... Did you say eight or nine? Or no, 89%. 89%. We've been at war. Yes. All we do is fight. We don't... We don't Okay. We don't have peace. <laughs> I, I agree. None of our kids know peace. We don't know what peace is. True. Because they even listen to how we were disciplined. Mm-hmm. If you ask a question, there will be violence. Hmm. Good point. America has bred violence because we know violence. In fact, what of our biggest achievements? The war that we won. Even in our Star Spangled Banner, mm-hmm. we highlight violence. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue with America, it's we're just now seeing the hypertension. We're just now seeing the trauma that the country has been through. We went through. We have parent. I have a mom that went through the '60s. Mm-hmm. I have a mom that went through with uh, with that lived the sit-ins. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to go to a book. I can go to and ask her how she felt. Right. She had a mother that went through something worse. She had a mother that went through something worse. Right. And I'm talking that it's not just for black folk, but it's for all races. It's for everybody in America. The biggest issue with American culture is that it's a violent culture. We celebrate violence. What did I say before the show? We love gangsters in this country, man. No matter where you go, no matter what race, you can go to the Irish, you can go to the Japanese here, you can go to the Chinese here, you can go to the Indians here. We love gangsters here. Gangs, it's cool to be gangster. Everybody, even Trump, even the politicians, even people that hate black people and their culture, guess what they want to be? And gangster goes before black folk. Gangster goes with white folk. Gangster goes back to Al Capone. You look at Louisville, baby. Let me tell you something really scary. Fourth Street Live. When you take out the trash, you can really take those tunnels and go all the way to oh. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, bro, this whole this town we built on what bourbon? Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, <laughs> like, what is that? The Capone Room. Why? Right. One of my favorite places to go because it is one of the most intriguing. I gotta admit, one of the most intriguing places and rooms to be in. Just. The thought that during Prohibition, this was the spot where everything happened. 
You know, as a huge mafia, there's a lot that goes on. Right. right. Gangsters made this country. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we don't want to admit it. That brings my next pet peeve. Mm-hmm. My biggest pet peeve is people who don't want to be who they really are. People mm-hmm. who don't want to really be who they are or really express. Because my thing is, is, once I figure out who you really are, then we can break down what can or needs to be changed to help us coexist in society. A lot of people, and I'm going to tell you this, a lot of people are mad at Kanye West. And everybody mad at Kanye West. If you brought my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy... You should not be surprised what's going on because he said it. Everything that's going on, like even in the life of Pablo, black skinhead, y'all shocked he's over here saying what he's saying about Hitler? Mm-hmm. And if you really want to listen to it, I'm a pastor's son. He's really challenging your Protestant Christians right now to see if they really believe what the Bible says. Because the Bible does say love all your enemies, mm-hmm. all of them. And I know what he's saying is really shocking to a lot of people, but I'll tell you this. I've been in a lot of different cultures. I've been with the, with the FOI. I've been with the Amy Zion Church. I've been with the Methodist Church. I've been with the South Methodist Church. I've been with the Pentecostals. I've been with your Catholics. I've been with your Jews. The one thing I can tell you is this, dude, man. Um, we are now at the Tower of Babel stage for the first time in world culture, and it's real. For the first time, I can see what the Japanese man is calling me when he's listening to my music over here in America. For the first time, a comedy show by Dave Chappelle can be seen in Iran, in their language. Mm -hmm. For the first time, we can communicate. This is why you're seeing all this crazy stuff and everybody thinks it's nuts. This ain't nuts, man. And what you're seeing now, like with the kids, like what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. this is old to people like me because I was one of those kids where my mom was an AD and I was outside, but I'm my only child, man. I ain't having one to play with. So I, I grew up on N64. I grew up on building PCs, breaking them down. I've seen the internet grow to what it is. And what I'm telling you guys right now, if y'all, I'm laughing at every leader who's talking about how crazy Facebook is. Boy, y'all don't even know what Discord is. They don't know how deep it is. Y'all know how dark this stuff really gets, how crazy it gets. Like, you talking about this virtual reality, man, I'm going to let you know right now. Not in five years, but in the next two years, that's going to be one of the main ways that people watch the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the main, that's going to kill Madden. Because for the first time, I get, bro, I, I'm, I'm even building this up so I can DJ clubs while I'm in Louisville. I want to DJ a club in Switzerland through the metaverse and make my money like that. Because, like, dude, I'm telling you, it's it's way bigger and the biggest issue. It's only You're only going to see more violence. It's only going to get worse Definitely. until America deals with its first problem. It needs to understand who it is. It's always been mad at itself. That will never happen. I feel like it. I feel like the conversation is happening, and I and I'm I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a perfect solution, but I feel like it, one or two things is gonna happen. That old way of thinking is gonna get aged out, and a new way of thinking is gonna start moving on. I think it's going to require a lot of conversation to happen, and a lot of people who have profited off of the way that America was built. They're going to have to possibly end up having to answer for some of this stuff, or it's going to affect them to where that profit that they were getting is no longer going to come in, in the bounds that it was. And if there's too many of those that have to suffer that fate, they'll stop that conversation from happening. I I feel like it happens every couple of years that that conversation starts 
some of the people realize, okay, it's hurting our pockets, and the people who have the ways to stop it do. And then it just goes away. And then you'll see another movement. I mean, we had the Black Power Movement, mm-hmm. you know, several different iterations of it. We had it when Martin Luther King was alive. Malcolm, Malcolm X led it for a little while. It skipped a couple of generations. Then here comes the 80s, Jesse Jackson. Then the early 90s, Black Power again. Afro fists, you know, getting some 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 truth about ourselves and trying to, you know, buck the system and so on and so forth. But then again, they find a way to shut it all down again. But as what you said right there, we were starting to get some truth about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the most fantastic things about American culture, it will teach you everything you know about business if you look at slavery. Absolutely. Everything. If you want to keep your uh, your comp- the competition in the dark, don't teach them nothing. Don't let them know nothing. An ignorant competitor is your is your best friend. Correct. The thing is this. Ignorance in this country is no longer allowed. It is no longer an excuse. I don't care what you don't know. You know how to find it. That's what's changing. And yes, there is misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing mm-hmm. about this American process, this American experiment we're going through, because it is our job to chisel out what is real, what is fraudulent. And, and here's the thing, it goes back towards books, too. Because mm-hmm. I hate when, that's another pet peeve I got. I hate when people are like, oh, I'll read books, I'm smart. That don't mean a damn thing to me. Yeah. You reading a bunch of books, you can read a bunch of lies. Agreed. One of the best children's books, almost won a Nobel Peace Prize, was uh, made by Tukey Williams, bro. Mm-hmm. Just don't keep it a buck. Anybody can write a book. We are now, and one thing I love about this generation when people say I hate the hip hop, I hate the music, I tell them this: you don't search, you don't research, you don't look what you want, because there's a niche for everything. There's something for everything, and in mm-hmm. this culture, whatever you want, you can find it. I got tired of people mm-hmm. make. I got tired of trying to hit up people to make my own shirts. I got me a heat press, figured out how to make it. Got a heat press in my house right now. If I want to make a shirt, I make a shirt. Mm-hmm. I got tired of DJs in the club being terrible. It's to the point now. You want to book me? Cool. If you don't want to book me, I'll do it in my house. <laughs> That's just, that's just how I feel. I'm one of those people, I get sick and tired of seeing something, I become it. I do it. Radio, same thing. I got sick and tired of not being a, having a black representation in radio. I wanted to figure out why. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. So the my thing is, the question is now, those movements that you saw, we're now going to figure out who's real. Because we were talking about Deion Sanders earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're mad at Deion Sanders, I have a question for you. Why have you not donated to Jackson State? Or any other. Or any other state. Mm -hmm. Or any other NEAC or SWAT college. Kentucky State, Simmons Bible College. I'm getting sick and so tired of so many leaders talking about, oh, the community's so bad, and yet you've donated nothing. You're going on vacation next week. Cool. You've done nothing, Mm -hmm. period. You've done nothing. And we all know what makes it, and and you can ask any businessman, you can give any homeless person food. You know, if you really want to change somebody's life, it's money. Mm -hmm. My biggest issue is as, as a society, especially Louisville, a lot of black leaders, we need to grow up. Quit pretending like our friendships are going to get us where we need to be. We need to build. Mm -hmm. Like even the parties we throw, we talk about it. They're basic. Oh my gosh, you got bottles. Great. What else? You go to some of these other clubs, bro, they have video boards in Japan, Taiwan, Vegas, where people are coming out of the screen. Someone just paid $200 to get into that. And then you imagine throwing around, paying $200 in one of our parties, and you get some broken table with a broken chair, 
Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that's the Stained thing. white couches. We, we know what we need to do yeah. as a society. We know mm-hmm. we need to make these investments, but we're so afraid of, man, but it's my money. It's my this. It's my that. We don't invest in our communities. We talk about investing, but we don't actually invest. My biggest pet peeve right now is my older generation who seems so stuck on where we are, how bad things are, but you're doing nothing. And it's to the point you got a lot of young people like myself that are just like, you know what, we don't need you. Because it's, well, well, here's the thing. That's the thing. That's why I'm such an internet baby. There are no gatekeepers on the internet. Look at Kanye West, dude. I was watching Alex Jones before people knew who this dude was because I like crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I used to research racist stuff like Johnny Rebel. I want to know why somebody hates me. YouTube, if you look up Johnny Rebel, you can hear all of the songs that he made just about black people that all he hates. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I want to know I want to know who my enemy is and why you hate me. What's the biggest issue? Willem McGinnis. He's had a show on all these people's things. You don't need a YouTube. You don't need a Facebook. Mm-hmm. We could bring back Black Planet. It was there. We had it. Like, my biggest issue is we know how to do it and we can do it, but yet we want to sit here and complain about, hey, this person blocked us, this person gatekeeping us. This is 2022. If you still have, if you still are worried about gatekeepers in 2022, 2023 is going to suck. I that's where our biggest war is going to come from. And mm-hmm. what I mean by intellectual war, community war, you've got this old, this demographic who is gatekeepers because if a person or entity makes their money from the pain of a community, they profit from that. They don't want that issue to go away because they become irrelevant. They are no longer making money. Then you have a younger generation who has everything at their disposal who wants to change that. They don't want it to change. They're going to clash. So then that goes back. We'll be stagnant. We're going to be stuck. Mm -hmm. And and that's where a lot of things are going to go wrong. That's what I was saying as far as the history of how those things came to start to become something Mm -hmm. and then somehow or another they either went away or got crushed. But as you said, mm-hmm. now there's a little less chance of that happening if enough of the people that wanted to see a change can actually change it. And you see, and this year was global. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the really biggest thing. The pandemic exposed everything. The pandemic made everybody sit down. Mm-hmm. And all we could do, bro, we couldn't watch sports. <laughs> In bro. this state, bro, I'm still mad about the money I missed on that. Because, mm-hmm. bro, we were going into Derby and the tournament. Mm-hmm. Louisville was ranked number one. Mm-hmm. And then I knew something was wrong when they canceled the NCAA tournament because, bro, nothing stops that. Nothing at all. But now that everybody's seen it, and if you look all over the world, what, listen, if you go, I love Twitter because to me that's the real new. Go to Al Jazeera. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to Al Jazeera, look at the comments. You're talking about it's women standing up in Sudan, in Sudan, Saudi Arabia, all over the world. There are protests still. In China, they are getting nuts over it. I love Apple. God knows I do. Oh. But right now, we if you wanted a new Apple phone, it's going to be slow because they're riding for the same reasons we were riding over here. Mm-hmm. That's why you saw, what was it called, the Great Resignation? Mm-hmm. How many times did I tell you I'm about to quit? Shake, hey, like I told you that almost like every week. But even I'm realizing... I was, that was like, actually my third pet peeve. People saying they didn't want to work. Bro, we see they want to work because they're getting mad because they're seeing people like YouTube stars and Instagram stars making money. And I even tell them, there's work in that. Well, it's it's more than that. It's more the fact that I don't... when It's, it's generalized when people say people don't want to work. It's not the fact that they don't want to work. They don't want to work in the same conditions office buildings, factories that they have been, and they have now found different ways to make income. They've now found different ways to 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 live, but not under those circumstances. 
those people are not counting something as simple as the DoorDash and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the and an Uber Eats driver. Mm-hmm. They're making more than some of the people that are in these office buildings. Because we're not confined. They're Think not about confined it. to parents, it. Absolutely. When everybody wanted to move north or leave, basically, and we were talking about, you touched on this earlier, talking about slavery. I always say our country's built on a plantation system, which business-wise is one of the most powerful corporate models to ever exist. Mm-hmm. You have a plantation owner. They have labor, which is the slaves. Right. They give them the very bare, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They don't pay them. But they also kept the local whites so poor that they kept them poorer than the slaves, which Mm -hmm. then builds ingrained hate, which is where all of the racial hate comes from. It has nothing to do with color. It's all economics. Mm -hmm. And you think if you keep this group mad at this group, you can control both. And that 1% who sit up there in the plantation on the porch, which is what we still have now, control everything. And that goes to what you were saying about, you know, we get to a certain point, we start realizing who we are, we start to make some progress, and... It gets mm-hmm. shut down mm-hmm. because, again, the folks who have money and control are not going to lose that. And you mm-hmm. have to think. Um, and even in, in this day and age with so much at our disposal, that's why I said there's going to be a huge uprising between your older generation and younger. Because while th- this group is stagnant and, as you said, still worried about gatekeepers because they are still gatekeepers, some mm-hmm. of them are. You have this group who is like, no, we're not going to stand for that. And there's going to be a clash. And that's what happens in a community where you see this, the left side fighting with the right side. But again, that's control because that 1% still has two different demographics mad at each other. Mm -hmm. So then no peace comes from that. No progress comes because we're too busy fighting, which goes back to America's violence. It's everywhere. And it's the original scene. I don't think we'll make any progress. I honestly don't think we're going to make a lot of progress. We will because, like you said, it's coming back to economics. And what does Seeley say? Until you do right will meet by me, everything you do will fail. Look at the South. Look at Mississippi. Look at Arkansas. Look at Alabama. Because Lord knows the football season don't come around and I ain't doing good. Saving better win. Because if you don't, guess what? Everything going to go down. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this. Until you pay back the Native Americans, mm-hmm. you, the, after the Holocaust, the Jewish community got paid back. Mm-hmm. There's economics comes out of war. Black folk here have been at war in America for years, and they've never been paid back. And what happens when you never get paid back? It builds interest. Mm-hmm. You want to know why there's so much crime? We have an overpopulation country. Uh, we have an overpopulation issue in this country because a lot of us, to make money, goes back to that kid thing you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Me and my homies talk about it all the day, bro. I was like, bro, if I if if I if I really want to make money, I could just have some kids. Mm-hmm. Call what you want, but look, at least once at least once a year, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some cash back. I'm gonna get something, mm-hmm. dude. That social security number that you got, that's your barcode. Definitely. They need people to run these factories, these places. But the problem is there's the jobs aren't meeting up with all the people. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about people are going to, it's that COVID even showed you are essential workers, all those people that were at risk. Like it wasn't just black folk. It was a lot of people that they couldn't afford here. Just like in the South, Mm -hmm. they didn't play back the black folk. They didn't reconstruct the South. That never happened. That mess just piles over. So you get one poor generation breeding a poor generation. And you know one thing that a lot of poor people do? Multiple children. Mm-hmm. So, dude, it's just a cycle. And until the black generation gets paid their due, their money, it's not going to... I'll be honest with you. I really do believe that reparations is the thing that's going to save America. And black folk, the only reason why I say it is this, man. The people need to be economic empowered and black folk need to get what they owed. That's the thing. I think there's too much mistrust in that oh, circumstance yeah. because one, 
whenever they talk about if the if the number ever came up, we're going to give every everybody who's owed uh, two million dollars. Right. That's fine, but then the automatic question comes from: What are we going to have to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You know, how is this going to affect us in taxes later down the year? How much of that two million are we actually going to get? Because are they going to tax that at the end of the year when you have to pay taxes, like the taxes that you got? And you, they say, okay, well, you made two million dollars this year. How much of that is it going to cost me, and am I going to go in debt because of it? The other part of the mistrust is also the fact that. With COVID, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. COVID brought out some numbers that people already knew, but they never actually saw. These factories pay you, were paying you $12, $13 an hour. Now, because of the fact that they can't find anybody who wants to work, mm-hmm. now they're paying the real wages of what they could have been paying. Kids are coming out of high school making $20 an hour. Can mm-hmm. you imagine coming out of high school when, I don't, when did you graduate? Man, 2009. Can you imagine coming out of high school? In 2009, you're more recently than yeah. one of us making $20 an hour. I went on act. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went on act. And GameStop, too? But those, but those are the numbers that are coming out now that they could have been paying this already. So now there's even more mistrust. Like, okay, what is this company? What else is this company not giving me mm-hmm. that I should have been getting or I could have been getting that I can now drive for DoorDash and get myself? And that's why we starting our own now. Oh. Well, then mm-hmm. if we if we jump back to reparations, this has always been my thought. Do we deserve repara- reparations? Absolutely. But I feel like reparations will be the start of one of the biggest civil wars ever. And mm. COVID really showed me that with all the coverage and being here with the militia and seeing the hate and how it was bred oh, yeah. off misinformation. Because you got to understand, if they pay the black community back, OMG, the amount of angry, crazy, over-the-top Americans. So that goes back to that plantation, the poor bulk of trash, because that's what they would call the whites that they would keep so poor and the slave. We're going to go back to have civil war because they're going to really feel a way you are paying black folks. That well, you see, they've been feeling like that. Way. Like if you read, if you listen to Richard Spencer, if you listen to Alex Jones, you will hear the even the the chant. They will not replace us. They are now understanding that hey, when you bring a gigantic amount of people over from another nation, they're gonna keep hap- their and that's for why for years they've been tr- a lot of racist white people have been trying to kill black people. Like, that's why it was, because there were some people who had that business mindset, see, they're going to keep having kids. Mm-hmm. Like, were, that's why they that's why they even had control, too, how many kids you could have. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why people, there's that big issue with, who, that what, what's that company? Um, oh, Lord, because I know we're going we're going a little long. I know we got like five more minutes. But, um, but the thing is, is, there's a lot of control with it, but, and I really do feel like there's going to, be that kind of civil war too that's been popping for for a long time. But at the same time, this is how even t- this is why I feel like the internet is built for these conversations, and this is what's going to help it stop. I'm one of those people that will tell a lot of these folks in Mississippi, I feel you. If you're a white man in Mississippi, I feel you. Because guess what, the country did the same thing to them too. It left them high and dry during the exact same event, the Civil War. They are owed some money too for Reconstruction. But the problem is. You need the black folk to get theirs first. They want the most viable. They want the labor force. What they, they don't, they what they don't understand is that 1%. look at Atlanta. Imagine if black entrepreneurs had the funds to do what they need to do. Like As in Tulsa, Black Wall Street? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, exactly. Watch it. Have you seen Black Panther? The new one? No, mm-hmm. I haven't. All right, cool. I, watch this. I ain't going to spoil nothing for you. I'm going to show you how nerdy I get. I really am. 
So before you even see Black Panther, you're going to see there's there's a lady who might have some Iron Man stuff. Black lady. Mm -hmm. She's actually a part of the real Iron Man legacy. Mm -hmm. Black woman. Because if you look at the numbers, black women right now are leading in entrepreneurship and leading going to college. Absolutely. One thing I love about Marvel is don't read the news. Don't even watch the Marvel movies read, read the marvel comics yep. if you want to know where society is read the marvel comics miles morales came out around 2007 2008 and then the first copy came out in 2009 bro you're talking about he was a latino kid who also had black characters who and there's two copies one of them with him being lgbt mm. so you see they talk about a lot of different stuff but black women are becoming entrepreneurs Black women are leading the way right now when it comes to tech right now, too, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And what I really do believe we're going to see is the Internet is going to be the thing that is going to start this. Because the physical world, the money's going to run out. Mm. This digital world, when I mean, dude, I, I'm telling you, bro, I can sell a shirt right now to someone in China. I don't got to wait for you in America. Mm -hmm. I don't have to wait to release my music here. People are like, why are these SoundClouds rappers making it? Because guess what the record label sees? Damn, I don't like his music, but that's 100 million followers, man. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, like, Donald Trump proved it, JFK proved it, Barack Obama proved it, Bill Clinton proved it. Your personality can get you promoted, and it can get you paid. And I think that's going to get black people into a... I feel like the internet's going to be black people's liberation, just like the matrix predicted. I think at the same time, the, the, where that is probable, there are, okay. I'll agree with the, the Trump aspect of it because Trump proved how much of the population we don't see. We saw all the people protesting against Trump, don't vote for him, so on and so forth. My man said he started off in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. There is a community of Little Rock, Arkansas that's not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They're not on any of these social platforms, but they're there and they're cheering Trump on. And we don't know. We don't know. We've never seen him. Montana, mm -hmm. Idaho, North Dakota. We have that, we don't see those people. They're don't on their the ranch. the black neighborhoods he went to too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't. There's there's a whole population of those people we don't see. And when we go to that civil war, if that civil war ever happens, I think some of that is being unaccounted for. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's that. The people who, because of culture now and being politically correct, feel away, never express it. That's mm -hmm. the person sitting next to you, your boss that you don't know, the person eating next to you, mm -hmm. but their power comes in being able to vote that fool. In yeah, mm -hmm. they, they sat there and they heard flipped. you listen to all the stuff that you mm -hmm. said, came up, showed all these articles. Look at this, grabbing by the, the you know, this, this, the okay. clips and things. They heard all that. And on November the 3rd, they still went and said, Trump. Yep. Yeah. And went home. And that, and was, that was that. Yeah. And probably in 2024, sadly enough, yep. it's going to happen again. again. You know, uh, they said, you know, I mean, well, they, you know, the, the U.S. already tried to impeach them and they did this and this and that and the other. They tried to do it, you know, and... He made his way through all of it, and that's going that that just looks makes them look at him that much more like a hero. He overcame. Yeah, and that's that portion when mm -hmm. I said that plantation, the people that demographic of white and poor folks that was really disenfranchised, just like the slaves. Mm -hmm. They now have a voice using a fool like Trump. Forget education, forget all the other things. He represents us. 
and they finally had a chance to make themselves heard. Well, you see, some of them are waking up, though. That's the thing. He represents them, but he's not them. Mm -hmm. And you see, if you look at these past few races, that's been the argument on why a lot of these Republicans that have been winning, they've been using some of the same base that Trump's been using, but they're also separating themselves away from him. Mm-hmm. That's why the Democrats won that, and that's why I, I, I couldn't wait to watch Fox News this morning. I love watching Fox News; <laughs> it's my favorite show. Mm-hmm. But I watched Fox News this morning because I couldn't wait to see what they're gonna say about Herschel. They didn't say nothing till about ten o'clock. I mm-hmm. wake up at eight. Mm-hmm. They didn't say nothing about Fox. They didn't say nothing about till till ten o'clock. It was Hunter Biden. It was this. It was this. Nothing about the actual race because they lost. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that that messed up Trump was this when he got kicked off Twitter. Yeah, because if you even look at history, watch this. Obama, why did he win? I tell people why Obama win. Social media was just kicking up. Mm-hmm. And college kids were the ones who made Obama win. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you this, every time I went anywhere on my page, it was just Obama. My pres- Jeezy is the reason why Obama won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. Popularization. But look, at, but look at the media. Why did JFK win? Television started. Mm-hmm. People who heard the debate on radio said Nixon won. People who saw the debate said JFK won. The cult of personality is what makes America. Like, we've all seen the rapper or the artist. They're like, oh my gosh, why is he on TV? Who's playing this? Because unfortunately, there's 300,000 people back here doing this. And this company right here is going to put this in your face to get you to have this. Because at the end of the day, what can I sell? I saw Stevie Wonder, Jay-Z, and Kid Rock for free because I saw Mitt Romney and Barack Barack Obama campaign in Cincinnati. Mm. the problem with that same thing as far as what you're saying about personality is when that person well even before he's reelected when he was elected the first time him being who he was showed the rest of the world who we are as America so his personality yeah his personality was basically the reflection of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. They already thought it about him. He was Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump was Batman. He was not the president America needed, but he was the president America deserved. We, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, we it. deserved. <laughs> we deserved Donald Trump. I personally have no hate against him because here's the thing: you put a man as a leader who's never had a boss. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna act? I've never had a. Who we got an answer for? I make more money than the position, my guy. I'm taking a loss here. He was the Deion Sanders in America was Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And they both had the same swagger and bravado, bro. Like, it's the same thing. So, like, the one thing I love about America is the fact that I tell people our biggest gross domestic product is media. Mm-hmm. And you're going to win if your media game is nice. I'm just going to – I will take any politician – and I'm willing to bet anybody, you show me the, the their media and how they're reaching out to people and who they're going to. If I was a Republican, I can get you to win the West End right now. Easy. All you got to do is show up. You'd be surprised how much just okay. showing up would make. There's a lot of people in the West who've never seen a Republican. Just like in Little Rock, Arkansas, if you look at Jake Tapper, if you look at anybody who covered January 6th, they're like, well, I love Trump because he came down to Iowa. He came down here. Representation matters. We say it so much. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't do it for our own people. We say representation matters so much, but we can't do it for Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. But we can do it for John Yarmouth. We can can want him to fail, but we can take Hillary Clinton's money. You feel me? We can want Deion Sanders to fail, but we can take Hillary Clinton's money. 
to build our dream. Shay, why ain't you ever let this man talk when he was? <laughs> you see, I'm over here like because we go over. She <laughs> said he doesn't normally talk. And then like, look at all the songs when you've been on this. I feel like, oh my God. <laughs> but I tell you know, I get it's interesting anytime I have these conversations because I always take it back to the business model. And everybody knows my background is marketing before entertainment. And the marketing, you talk about media, marketing. Whatever mm-hmm. image I can put in front of America, that's how I'm going to control you. And that is one of our biggest things, the dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. And even though, that's, that's why I said, you're going to have a clash between these two demographics because you have young folks, like you said, who everything is at, at, at their fingertip and they realize, I don't need you to get this. I can be my own. So then you have this resentment from this demographic. So, yes, we... Those type, those are the issues that keep us fighting each other. Yes. So that's why I said we will have a civil war. And at that, that 1% is still going to make money. Yeah. One of the best, it's a, sat, a satirical movie, but it's actually true. It's Vice, where they I talk about it. Dick Cheney. That is my movie. Because just watching how he crafted everything for Halliburton and, make, and this war, it was just like, I'm going to be honest, I'm a respecter of strategy because I'm a marketing strategist. I was like, he's one of the coldest in the game, never do it. But, and the whole thing is... He mm-hmm. controlled an entire globe. Mm-hmm. Just, I was just like, the, I, the man was cold. I'm sorry. It's the executive to able, branch. To be able to put that into action. Mm-hmm. And I just said, that is truly how you have that 1% they craft and they keep all these sects at war with each other. And that's that control. And America is so controlled. That's why I say I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where we're truly free. Oh, no. People don't know. Everybody, people have no idea how much people control you. Working at Best Buy brought me into a totally world, a total new world, because people really think they're important. The thing I used to love, hey, can I please have your name, phone, or email? You're not going to track me like the government. I put a, I put me a little piece of tape over my computer so they can't see what I'm doing. And I used to scare the heck out of people. I'm like, bro, let me tell you something. If I want to find your house, you know what I need? Give me your phone number. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. You give me your phone number. I can find your phone. I can find your house. I can find your daughter. I can find your son. I can find out where you live. I can find your address. I can find how many cars you've had in the past years. Where you work. All I need is a phone number. So if you think all I need is a phone number, what do you think someone who has invested $35,000 into a, a CPU room can do? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. People don't understand. People, we, we were being tracked before computers, baby. <laughs> when you said um, a movie... And you was referring to the dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. I thought you were referring to the movie Idiocracy. Idiocracy. That's why I, say, I love that one too. Because that, I we was just, it. I was, that, yes. Oh we my God. It. <laughs> First of all, I went to bed. I woke up. Trump had won. I said, this is a nightmare. I said, I live in a real nice Saturday night live skit. And I'm living in an episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And first of all, shout out to The Simpsons. Because this is one of the most prolific cartoons mm-hmm. ever. Yes. Because I was like, The Simpsons has predicted everything. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's a little scary. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, wasn't it Matt growing? I, I need us to check and see if he's human. Because, yeah. But he's also one of the co-writers of Idiocracy. Now that I did not know. Yes. Because oh, they well. study the they study America. You, because <laughs> that was a funny movie. It was it was started it, it was it came out as a comedy and now it's a documentary. It sure is. It is a good idea. And like, Trump is an actual WWE wrestler. He is actually <laughs> in the WWE. Was Hall Macho, of fame. Macho Camacho is that what <laughs> yeah. the President Camacho? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what yeah. this is. So, he, he we actually had a wrestler for president in this beautiful country of ours. <laughs> What else you got for us, Shay? Look, we just going over. I let Miles talk. 
dog, he came out the gate. I just lightweight him all proud and everything. Okay, so I have another unpopular opinion. Okay. I don't think Beyonce cannot act. I'm let me say this. I'm 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 not a big Beyonce fan as far as performer, but I think she's a hell of a performer. As talent wise, she's okay vocally. She's one of the coldest marketing ever. Mm-hmm. She right. is a visionary in that way. And I respect that because she's, I mean, she dominates. But when I look at like the skills that acted, oh my God, it's horrible. Bless her heart. I feel so bad. What's the last thing that you've seen her act in? Because uh, I haven't seen her in anything. Uh, uh, I know when she was in Cadillac Records and she played Ed James, upset me. The songs. <laughs> That's why they put her in Lion King, Lion King as just a voice. Yeah, yes. That's I how just, you get around that. I just was like, bless her heart. And like I said, I, when it comes to. Yeah, because like, I can't debate this. One. I will say. On stage performance, I, she's she, flawless. Yeah, she's second to Michael Jackson mm-hmm. because I said, "Well, she's a performer. She gives her all, and I respect because that is some hard work, and that makes up for where I think she lacks vocally." Because, mm-hmm. like, I look at Kelly Rowland, and it's funny because you know, with her dad being the manager, I used to tell folks, "I don't give. I'm a parent. If I have a group, you best I'm pushing my, my daughter, daughter to, the front. to the front. I don't care how much I like you and adopt you and your manager. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. That's my baby." So, Kelly Rowland, who has this amazing voice when you really listen to her vocals, yeah. a rich, soulful voice, Beyonce was commercial. Mm-hmm. And they just, she dominated. So, I can't knock her for that. But boy, when I see that child act, and just like Dream Girls, love me some Dream Girls. That was a good but one. I was, every time she would talk, I would just scream. I said, oh, baby, bless your heart. Now, listen, that's my song, because she, she put her soul into that. She hasn't, I don't think she's been in anything probably um, in the last five what years. What was the Black Panther? What, I mean, like the Pink Panther. What was she in? No. Um, with the little man, the little midget. Austin uh, Powers. Austin Powers, and she was gold. She was everything she was supposed to be yes. in that movie. They pretty and much. Bless her heart. She just uh, bless her heart. She just and she's not. A, but anytime you say anything about, I will say this: the Beehive does not play nah. on Twitter. They will kill you. But you say that's no. what you need. My yeah. hairstyle. Shout out to the head of my um, glam squad, Darla Styles. She said something about Beyonce woke up to death threats and stuff. And when she tells the story, it's hilarious, but it's a little scary at the oh same boy. time. She said, they was coming for me. I had to block. It was a lot. Thousands of people, all because she said she didn't like Beyonce. And she doesn't have this huge following. She just follows a lot of celebrities. Yeah, and you speak People that. People got time on their hands. Man, they, they all had time that day. They was going to her mama's page. We're going to kill your mama. We're gonna, oh. It was a lot. And I was like, God, oh, Beyonce. I've so, got one more pet peeve. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I get it yes. out? Okay, all right. Um, the overprivilege. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it overprivilege? Yeah, the the overprivilege of your of your city's Louisville liberties. Why do why do why do why do some of your people in this city feel so entitled? Because they ain't never had none. As my grandma said, act of like it. you've had something. A lot of people like you know what they say, act like you've been there before. They, a lot of them They've been nowhere. This this is this is A lot of them this is their first time. And gonna be the only time too. But it's it's one thing for them to act that way. But why do people latch on to it? Because they haven't they been nowhere before. Because it's 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 ridiculous. Oh, there's some now that bless. Because there's one I'm I'm not gonna say no names. We're not gonna say no names, but there's. But some, when I tell some... you, it takes me to tears laughing at her. She says she's the coldest, and I'm like, girl, don't nobody know you. I don't. Know <laughs> I book artists. I get calls. You... Nobody knows you. Exactly. You book artists. <clears throat> Drake. If you want to book Drake, Drake is expensive. Oh, absolutely. Very expensive. Yeah. You know what my favorite kind of party is right now, and it's the biggest scam. And Blackfoot, we need to get on this scam because my girlfriend went to one, <laughs> and I was so mad. She went to emo night. You know what emo night was? Emo night. Okay. I, dude, I listen to everything. And I like emo night. I get some yeah, crazy ish. But emo night, and I was like, I was excited for her to go. I had to work, and I was like, cool, have fun. She goes, Miles, it was just a laptop, and they were playing some songs, and they dressed like the characters. 
there's a level up from that where there are cover bands where they will dress up like, like the band. Fuzzies. Like, no, no, not like, like not the like the furry. fuzzies. The so furry, someone would dress up like Billy Joel. They would dress up like the people who would sing the songs. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so you would pay 25 bucks for that. If you pay 50 bucks at some of these events, these people will actually like have out the entire... They, so some people imitate the Rolling Stones, so they wear everything that they wear. Okay. You'll pay like 50 bucks for that. Because you don't really have the money to pay the $200 to go see the Rolling Stones live. Mm-hmm. You don't got the $300 to see Drake live, so if someone books an imitation, they'll take that. Some people are okay with great value. Some people are okay with the imitation. So the lackluster stars of Louisville that you're talking about that feel entitled, you got to remember they also have a base that's around them that they are too lackluster. And then here's one thing I learned about being a DJ a lot. How many of these people are being paid or even like getting free stuff around them? Most you get, of these artists here get paid in chicken wings and hen. And get, they feel like they have accomplished something. And it cracks me up because I've seen, as a host, I laugh. Everybody wants to be a host. I, trust me when I tell you, if you... Claim you a host. I don't sense somebody seeing you, or I don't snuck in the video because I want to watch. Because one, I want to see if it's somebody I want to work with and bring them to something. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, bless their heart. They have no idea, and it amazes me how many people. I'm the coldest. I'm the best, and they've done nothing. They have no resume. Um, they have. They were at an open mic, or they were at a uh, what is it with musicians? Open mic, the same thing. Where they just showed up. Oh, I did a mm. show. No, you. Everybody can get on. My librarian can get up there and rap if she want to. Miss Gweasel can get up there. But you got up there and your mom and them laughed at you and you thank you for or your mom and them clapped for you when you sung, you thank you. No. You you've not played and that goes back to laziness. Entertainers today are lazy. Oh, yeah. They're not gonna work on their craft. If they can get on Instagram and take a picture and look like they was on stage, you can't tell them nothing. And I'd be like, bless your heart, you ain't gotta discography to bless them. That's why everybody want to be and in the DJ booth. And then they want to call me and customer, why you didn't book me? I'm like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, baby? And I mean, it's, but it got laziness and entitlement because mm-hmm. they definitely feel, and then there's some, because I had an incident with an RB singer last year, an event. And I won't say his name, but I will say. Ladies and gentlemen listening, I I, I said this on purpose because I know this is going to be something that she, uh, mm. she felt from her soul. Yes. Yes. One of the most arrogant entitled persons to ever enter my space in the entertainment world. (laughs) And if you know me and if you've ever done a gig with me, everybody knows whether I'm the host, the producer, or all of that. I am big on respect. What you won't do is get on my stage and disrespect the sound man or the janitor. Because it takes all of us to make this go on. When I do parties, everybody in this building is essential. I need happy bartenders. I need a happy dinner. Happy mm-hmm. cook, because it takes all of us. This is about the consumer. Correct. So when you have somebody so entitled and arrogant that you want to disrespect everybody, now I got a problem. And if it's my production and budget allows, and I try to always work this in the budget, I'm going to pay out your purses. You can get on out of here. <laughs> and I'm probably going to bring little Junior Jackson in to replace you because I will do, I will have your replacement in the building. Right. Because what I don't like, and, and even if you're disrespect, you can disrespect me before you disrespect people on my set. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that because as an entertainer when you get on stage you are bearing your very core of your soul to people mm-hmm. and it's a different feeling so to be disrespected I take that very personally and I don't ever want anybody who works with me or who's on a production or whatever to feel disrespected because I know how I felt right. and mm-hmm. so when somebody comes in so entitled thinking they're the and you want to get in there I don't even need you here I don't give a damn if you the, the face in the middle of my fly I will <laughs> you will not right. because 
I don't know. It's just an arrogance to me. I can't. And there's a lot of Louisville entertainment. A lot. I love the Louisville liberties. Is that what we call That's them? That's Louisville liberties. I call them Kroger liberties because I can see you Kroger's. That's where y'all. Um, they have egos that don't match their resume. That is correct. They have egos that don't match their achievements. They have egos that don't even match their talent. The talent is so mediocre. And see, I would say, when you celebrate mediocrity, that's where you're going to stay. They have no desire to get better because they think they are the shit. Like, dude, you suck. Chick, you're horrible. and But your ego has you thinking you don't need to progress and work. So you're never going to go anywhere because nobody, you got these yes men around you who get in the free chicken wings and the free henny mm-hmm. and at the club. And so that's the be all end all because they ain't never had nothing. So they just happy to be uh, free before nine and have six wings in a star from box. Now you're on a plate and they think they got it because they the crew. I'm going to roll up right here though. In yeah. the middle of this building. Man. Like I ain't got no home training. See, that, and then that's the biggest thing, though. It's it's it's, it's kind of like we said earlier, though. You ain't been nowhere. They ain't had no. But this is the end. This is the peak. And honestly, it kind of goes into not just Louisville. It's a macrocosm mm-hmm. of hip hop today. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're seeing why a lot of these record labels didn't sign certain artists back in the day. I like to tell a lot of my friends and people that walk up to me and ask me to like, yo, put me on the radio. I said, one, I can tell right now you don't work hard enough. Right, because you know I should know who you are. As much as I'm on my phone, as much as I'm looking at Louisville music, here's my thing: we're we're right across the street from Mercury Ballroom, right? Right. Let me tell you something, man. I run into at least three shows a night. It's either Mercury Palace or Four Street Live. One of them is doing something. Mm-hmm. My thing is this, dude. We are now in an age where I should see you. Yeah. I don't even follow C. Tez. One thing I love about C. Tez, that man gonna work. Yeah. He gonna work. I'm gonna see him working. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna see him just posted doing something. I'm gonna see him at a birthday, saying bow to somebody, happy birthday. And that's what I even tell people. What do you do? If you really wanna stop somebody, when they be like, yo, play my music, play my disc, cool. All right, how many tickets have you sold at your last show? Since you do music, how many tickets did you sell? Because now. Those are some scary answers. Ooh, come out it's, it's scary because here's the thing I can't even just go off your streams because guess what those streams are? Great example, I got around 3,000 friends on Facebook. To a business, they say, ooh, that's 3,000 people. To me, who I know what my Facebook is, that's 3,000 people that I've accumulated from high school till now. Mm-hmm. That are not all of them invested in me. Mm-hmm. That I might hear, hear from 20 of them. Exactly. Yeah. Most of these people don't even live here. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these entertainers, mm-hmm. they're pimping a lot of these venues because the venues are saying this, well, where are the people at? Mm-hmm. Your friends are here, but they don't tip. No. Yeah. You want them to get in free first off. You, yeah. You brought them through the back door with you. You put them on the guest list. Yes. <laughs> You're not bringing money. And that's another thing. Let me just say, <laughs> if somebody does parties, we're just going to have to cut this in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Club owners, and y'all know I got personal friends who own clubs. I work at clubs. I consult. I do parties there. There is a the club on, it's a business. And I will say this. If you don't know what you're doing, I have no problem with that. But you need to find people who do. You need to bring people on your team and in your space who do. And the smartest business model that happens is when someone says, I don't know how to run this part of my restaurant. Let me get a consultant. I don't know how to run the bar. Let me get a consultant. I don't know how to do this. And I've seen, I've worked with millionaires who literally have businesses who say, oh, I'm going to open this, but I don't know. So I need this consultant, this consultant. And they put everybody into play. Because yes. they know they're going to make the profit. So, But the problem with that is, for as much as they plan, they don't plan a budget, 
to hire somebody oh, to help not. with them with well, something you know, like in that. Our community be like, you how, you how much? I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't work for Hennessy and Chicken Wings. <laughs> and on a consultant level, my billing rate is high. And actually, it's going up January 2nd because one of my peers ripped me to shreds because I don't charge as much as he does. And I was like, you're right, I should. Because they don't see the value. Mm-hmm. But then they also want to get mad at you because you didn't work with them. Like, they make up your mind. You want me, to, they want you to do it for free. And when you won't do it for free, now, oh, now you think you took it. Like, oh, I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to eat. My kids aren't supposed to eat, but I'm supposed to build your dream. Mm-hmm. And, and see, that goes back to that cultural, that crabs in a barrel. And nope, not investing in each other, not willing to, and to, people aren't willing to invest in themselves. A lot of these entertainers don't even want to not just study their craft. You, if you are, like you said, an entertainer, one, we should hear about you. But if you're a comedian, you should be at open mics. If you're a singer, you should be at open mics. If you are a host, you need to be. I study other hosts. I, when I go to a concert, if I was a host, I bet you I connect with them mm-hmm. so that I can talk with them and, and see what they're doing. I invest in myself. I try to keep myself to, at the top of my game. But that's because I love what I do. A lot of these folks don't love what they do. Mm. They love what it look like. Mm. And it loves what comes what with it. Bring, exactly what I was going to say. And this yeah, one what three, comes with it. I'll never forget, before me and my girlfriend started dating, I told her, I said, look, if me and you start dating now, I need you to stick with me. I said, because before I commit, to, I didn't want to be a DJ. I really do feel like it was a calling. I didn't want to be a DJ because I knew what the image, what the stigma was. Mm-hmm. I, knew what the, I knew what I would be inviting in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I even told my girl, I was like, this is going to be a main priority in my life. This is going to be something you have to build with. There's going to be some terrible days. There's going to be some ugly nights. You got to rock with me because I'm not trying to be one of these DJs 40 years old hitting on somebody's college kid. <laughs> I'm not trying to be one of these DJs feeling like I got to cheat on my wife from club to club. I want to feel like, no, this is my business. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel me? Like, I want to be professional. I don't want to be one of these DJs that feel like I got to get... Stupid drunk before, during, after. I got to come back the next day, show y'all that I'm drinking the next day, show y'all that I'm drinking. You should only see me when I'm performing, bro. Right. But you see, the thing is, like my mom used to say, act like you've been there before. Absolutely. A lot of these folks doing this now, they ain't been there before. This is their first time. You go back to their resume. What were you in high school? Who was you in high school? What was you in middle school? What was you in college? But then they find this entertainment thing and they see what it comes with it. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend likes to call it the best. She goes, you are really just the man with the squeaky ball. And he's a bunch of puppies. You're right. You just, and when you're entertaining, you're, you just have the squeaky ball. And for that one night, everybody's attention's on you. And not mm-hmm. everybody knows how to handle that. I'm grateful that I grew up as a pastor's son. And in a way, I had a performance every Sunday. Right. Every Saturday right. and every Wednesday mm-hmm. and Fridays, mm-hmm. Mondays in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So like and vacation Bible school. So like I, I, my girlfriend can tell you, I can't stand attention now. It's to the point now we get on stage, we do that. I'm going. She can tell you, I'm done. I'm sleep. Y'all ain't gonna see me for the next two days if I get another day off. Mm-hmm. But it's the question is who's putting in the work? Who actually wants to work Ooh. it? Who wants to? Who wants to be the best? Do you want to be the best at it? Because I tell people straight up, I don't hide from it. I don't care who I'm against. And I know why I'm not in some club because, yeah, I wouldn't put me in your club either because I know what you got. Because mm-hmm. I tell people, I said, every dead spot I've been, I said, I DJ 4th Street. Don't tell me how hard it is to dead. I DJ 4th Street in the winter. <laughs> I DJ 4th Street in the winter without my music. I DJ 4th Street in the winter without my music with sometimes broken equipment. Three different boards I got to memorize. Mm. And you struggling. And you're around your friends and people that look like you. That's a privilege. That's a different story. You see, that, that's the thing that hurts me because you see, you know where I work. You know where, you know, mm, 
every venue, every black venue that's struggling right now, I'm gonna tell you this: there's no excuse. There's no excuse because you know who to, you know who to call. You know where you be at. You know we got the people what you need to, to fill your venue. But you know you also need to work on your venue. Is your food right? Are you pouring correctly? Do your bartenders know what they're doing? Is it well lit? Do you have the right security? Do they know where they are? Are they placed in the correct place? Do you have a social media presence? Do you get back to people on emails? Well, we can't do the basics. How is your customer service? Who? Testify. Can you, does it take 15 minutes to get a drink when I first walk in? Am I greeted when I first walk in? Chick-fil-A shouldn't be more packed than you. That's my thing. Chick-fil-A shouldn't be more packed than you. Yeah. Put that on social media so I can share it. I'm like, Chick-fil-A. Oh, that, that's my next It's that simple. Chick-fil-A should not be more packed than your party. It's that simple. But it's, and we go that's with party promoters. Though. It's no different. There's the ego. Everybody wants to do it, but they don't know, they don't know how to do it. And one of the things I told some, some folks, I said, here's the thing. I said, there's a formula when you do a party. Your D, that's where the teamwork comes in. Your DJ knows high music, low music, when to get him to the bar, when to get him. So that's another thing. People want, I'm a homie, he's a DJ. Ah, he didn't study his craft. He don't know what he's doing. You don't know what you're doing. This is just people in the room. Then you're mad because you don't make any money at the bar or the food. Yeah, it's because you, you made them dance all night and you never had a drop so they can go get drinks. You never you never did anything that's in the formula that works. And then you want to be mad at this person because you didn't make any money. No, you didn't make any money because you know what you was doing and you didn't ask the right people. Or when the people who knew how to do it came to you, you didn't want to pay them. And that's what's happening in, in black. Oh, dude, that's why I just laughed. My, my girlfriend was, I, this is why I love my girl, Kayla, because she sticks by me for everything. And Shout out to Kayla. Boy, big shout out to Kayla. Because, so no, she was here because she can tell you, I, I, I did this DJ stuff through the pandemic. So everything you seen was when it was nothing, when nobody had nothing. And I was getting kicked out of Baxter's because the police was shutting us down. <laughs> like, but that's my thing, though. You feel me? My biggest issue, I wanted to ask those questions. That's why I went to a Baxter's. I wanted to be like, why ain't no black DJs in Baxter's? That's fair. Why ain't no black DJs here? Why ain't no black DJs there? Why are we afraid to go here? Then I started asking my black DJs, why are y'all afraid to play country? Why are you afraid to play pop? Why are you afraid to play rock? I'm going to tell, tell you this. One of my favorite things to do in my black sets, what's that song, Ice Cream Paint Job? I'll even let you listen to it. There's a song called Whore. Okay. Black metal. That's It's like the most black metal thing, but I'm <laughs> telling you, when you start hearing that bass line, that bass riff, mm-hmm. you can't tell me it don't sound like some future song. You can't tell me something like that. And like right now we're in this what this house music kind of phase, right? Yes. But here's the thing, dude. If you've been listening, Kanye did that a long time ago for a while. Mm-hmm. If you really know hip hop, that's where hip hop really started. Because what do we use? House music and disco records to make our stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got these cats talking about it's new, but it's people who don't do their research. It's people who don't know what they're doing, and it's people who know how to profit off people's personality. They know that, oh, you're my family. Oh, we went to school. Oh, we cool. Yeah, let me bring my family. And that's all it is. We're just bringing our friends, and we we don't care about the profits. I'm an instant entertainer. Yeah. On Monday, I decided I was going to be an entertainer. Y'all come see me Tuesday. I'm over here. I'm the DJ here. I got an iPod, and 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 it looked like a scratch board, or, and, and now I'm a DJ. They don't study their crap. No different than these, these singers, these comedians. No. And it bothers me because it does the artist in the city does a disservice because I feel like Louisville has so much talent and our entertainment community could just really take off. But we have such mediocrity and sucky artists and sucky comedians and sucky promoters and sucky venues that we it's all overshadowed mm-hmm. by the suckiness. <laughs> but, you see, but, but, but the thing is, chickens will come home to roost, and that's one thing I love about Louisville. Louisville is one of the hardest cities to play in, and I tell people that because, dude, we will tell you you suck. And one thing that will tell you you suck real hard is the city. 
Because it, it's, it's not cheap to live here no more. It's not cheap to have that venue no more. Yeah. Like, if your venue's not rocking, it's going to be gone. Like, Eddie Merlo's is on that corner. I'm going to tell you straight up, man, before the riots. Everybody will tell you the riots took out Eddie Merlo's. Nah, bro. I'll never forget never it. Desire to go there. Man, it's not even just that. Derby. Rosario's packed. Tavern Hall's packed. Sports and Social's packed. Pizza Bar's packed. Mm-hmm. Eddie Merlo's, I can still see people looking for tables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were, it was never, it's, they didn't invite Folks in. And I would go, I would freak them there because a lot of my girls liked it. But it was never this inviting. Rosario's mm. is my place. Mm. That place just made, and I don't even eat a lot of meat like that, but I was like, I got the meat sweats the last time he was in there. I paid for the biggest package and I eat about this much, but I was like, oh, it's so fun in here. Oh, yeah. Meat. And, and it's a show just yes. walking by. I love yeah. it when it's packed because when yeah. you walk by, you see them. Yeah. But you see, it's simple things like that. Now look at our clubs. I guarantee you, I ain't, I ain't gonna name no black clubs. How many of our clubs can you see what's going on inside? Yeah, now just hit none. <laughs> not that it had that layout and structure. No, you see, and, and it's not a de- it's not a detriment because sometimes that's the vibe. But I can tell you, my girlfriend, me and Kayla, every now and then we'll go from club to club. I'll go all over the city every now and then. I'll pick a section of the city to hand out my card and tell them I DJ and do this. Okay. There was one time we went all the way out to Newburgh, and I just thought it was a regular club. I forgot the name of it. Was it hole in the wall? No, nah, it wasn't a hole. It was kind of like a hole in the wall. But um, my girl's kind of adventurous, so she's cool. But she, um, she was like, oh, I've never been here. She's like, you never told me you would take me here before. How recently was it? It was about during the pandemic. Yep. Um, it wasn't billiards. No, nah, it wasn't big. It's next to Mixed Lounge. Where's Mixed Lounge? It's in Newburgh. Like, you got to be a kid to know that one. <laughs> I ain't go, they, the, Mel, is it Mel Favel 2? Mm-hmm. It's not Mel Favel 2. It's this, um, play, I forgot the exact. All I know is it was a strip club. Oh, I saw wings. Oh, uh, Fern Valley. Yeah. Yeah, I was X Lounge. Yeah, yep. Yeah, because they did a comedy show there. Chaos DJ Eric performed Meeks. It was really nice. But since I, I said, oh, this was a strip club because it used to be a Shoney's or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and had drive through. But I seen the pole. I said, oh, there was some coochies on that pole last night. Like, and they laughed at me. I said, this is a strip club. Shoney's. It was a Shoney's. It used to be a Shoney's, and that's a strip club, man. Like, hey. And it's nice inside. And it was really a nice um, comedy show, nice layout. I set up her in VIP like I was somebody waving at the strip club. I was celebrating my birthday, so I had to leave because I had a birthday party at night. Okay. You see, that's not everybody's vibe, though. Like, my thing is, like, I'm just waiting for, or I can't wait to be blessed with a financial means to do my own thing because this is one reason why we had the discussion about the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people I know if I want what I want it's going to have to be made the way I want it right. because we can't put our passions in the hands of other people that's true we can't do that mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is you're always going to get close you're always going to have like a tailgaters that was dope back in the day I heard Phoenix Hill you're going to have dope places like that you're going to have a Velvet Rose but the question is, are we ever going to have something that's going to be like a cotton club that's going to stay? Sustainable. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sustain the test of time. Like, I, when I mean, I study this stuff. People ask you what you listen to. I was like, dude, I can't even tell you what the top song in America is because I'm listening to doing what they're doing in Japan. Mm. I tell all my R&B singers right now, I don't even know why y'all still here. Japan right now, that whole sound ain't nothing but 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. 90s R&B with an 808 and they're putting some synths in it so they can actually get the... Uh, 
rave kids into it too. But right now, Japan's copying our style, even from our shoes. Our co black culture right now is Japanese, oh, and people in that way, dude. <laughs> they digested heavily, bro. Like it's nuts. So how the hell is just people over there that only know English because of old Wu Tang songs? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just like people in the Bronx, what they used to do, watch those old samurai shows. So like, there's a big connection. Like reason why I play Pokemon so heavy is because, believe it or not, one of the Japanese animes came on my TV. Mm -hmm. And even now at 31, I'm over getting my butt kicked by somebody who's 10 years old <laughs> across the way. So, I like I said, I really truly believe that the internet is going to be the thing that I feel like the internet's the best thing that's ever happened to black culture. I feel like we don't understand it yet. I feel like a lot of people don't get it yet. But I can show somebody who doesn't agree with me. All right, I see your facts. Let me show you this here. Let me show you this here. Let me show you what your person said right here about this. I can do that. Like everything that you want to do can be done. If it can't be done in a physical space, it can be done in a digital space. How many people are on Facebook right now selling plates? Mm -hmm. How many people got restaurant delivery services right now? Mm -hmm. Like we talk about OnlyFans, but I mean, hey, let's be real. How many people were doing that before OnlyFans? Except they just called it something else. <laughs> Ain't nothing new. It's just now with this digital space, there's even a digital economy now. People laugh at Bitcoin, man, but this has been going on for a while. And as someone who has Bitcoin, purchased things with Bitcoin, I've purchased McDonald's with Bitcoin, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, things are changing. The people who are gate, who are, like, honestly, I'm in my gate right now. As a black man in radio, I'm in my gate right now. And I'm staring every single on-air personality in the face and telling them, beat me. I show the Shay K show every single day in my, in my, in my meetings. We got 1,000. We got another 1,000. We got another thousand. We got 300. Cute. We got another thousand. And every time I say, show them that, I'm like, guess what a thousand people is? If you give me 10%, I can fill up a bar. If you give me 20%, I can fill up a venue. If you give me 30%, we made a nasty profit. Don't let me get them all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, the game has changed. The internet, like, I live, I live my life now, man. Internet, no excuses. <laughs> Just make it happen. I tell you what, math came out the gate. I'm, 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 tell your mama I'm so proud right now. <laughs> so I know we're gonna have to cut this into what two two episodes. I can do that. Look, mm. Dre, you did two whole episodes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, I'm gonna take it to something. And so I know we need to close out. But here was the thing: I wanted to do something where. We just got to have conversation. You know, I've done some interviews and I've interviewed some amazing folks. They've literally spilled their guts on air. Mm -hmm. um, they were friends of mine, so it really touched me that I got the opportunity for them to do that. But I wanted to do something where we just having a conversation and talking about stuff because conversation is a lost art. Tell in me this about it. Yes. Point in time, in this historical time, mm -hmm. people do not want to just sit down and talk. And I, I'm a strong believer that conversation can heal many wounds. Mm -hmm. If we just sit down and talk, we don't have to agree. But as we start to converse, we start to see the similarities. We start to see what we don't agree about. And like you said, I can see who you are. You see who I am. We can see what the issue is. And it's a powerful tool. So sometimes just the simplicity of sitting down and running your mouth can open many doors. As you can see, we went from pet peeves to, to, to political issues. But we talked about things that, well, it was near and dear to us in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And we also learned that uh, there's some entertainers out here who are just sucky. 
I'm just going to say they're just sucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. other terminology for it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't be nice in this situation. It's just the truth. And I said this yeah. would be unfiltered. Yeah. So as we get ready to close out, Dre, any last thoughts? I would love for people to know how to connect with you. And, I, and now I really want to go to one of those Exotica uh, conventions. So that's Next one is in Chicago in April. Nice, Chicago. I got family there. That, it scares me. I just feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> I go to Schaumburg. Okay, I'll stay, stay in that side because yeah. we can also, because the hotels over there are okay. also right down the street from Carrots. Yeah. Oh, that's how I finally get my popcorn. You finally get your popcorn. Okay, then be right before Derby. <laughs> so I can kick off. Yes, yeah. I want to go because I love. I love. I've never been to one, so I feel like I should go. And I feel like in my extraness, like I can wear a costume or something, walk around the way. It'll mm-hmm. just be, it'll be wonderful. And oh boy, they ask you what your OnlyFans was. Well, maybe I should get one. I just I will do the news in a costume. I'll be all the Disney princess. I'll be the naughty Disney princesses. Oh boy, you'd have every. Okay, yeah, you get ready to start. Uh, I, Found some mouths with a whole new pocket. All right, so Dre, give us your, your thoughts. Okay, I don't, actually don't have any thoughts. This was actually a very fun episode. I'm glad Miles came alive out here, man, most definitely. But, you know, I walked in the room and we had an initial conversation. Um, you can always tell that type of person, mm-hmm. like, okay, we find the right thing, we strike the right chord, this person's going to say everything that they've got to say about that particular subject. We found your subject, <laughs> and you let us know everything about all the rest from that point on. I love it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I definitely agree with you. The art of the conversation is dead. Those These these phones, cell phones, have killed conversation. Absolutely. You know, they've abbreviated all the words, W-Y-D, Y-L. You know, so they've abbreviated everything and everything down to a sentence structure and just being able to enunciate and be able to express yourself. Plus, so many people are scared of confrontation. If a situation to where you say what you have to say and I don't agree with it, oh my God, this person doesn't agree with it. So now I have to take the brunt of the of what this person is going to say in contrary to what I had to say. And some people can't handle that. Absolutely. So days like this where we can have a conversation, everybody expresses their issues, there are some contrary uh, thoughts, but they're expressed intelligently eloquently with facts to back some of that stuff up and worked through, so to mm-hmm. speak. There wasn't even really a work through here. It yeah. was just like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then this, and then this, and that, and the other. I love it. We can do it a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it all. I'm thankful for you bringing me on in order for us to have that conversation. Now, I'm thankful to have met you, sir. Hey, Most definitely. <laughs> now, how can folks connect with Speak On It Radio? Because I know. The visionary in me. Yes, you're going to come back. You're going to find a perfect venue, and, and it's on and popping. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody who's I've, – I've ducked this question for a while, and this is part of what Miles was talking about whenever he was uh, talking a few moments ago. Um, I have not practiced my art all year. I have not made myself seen all year. Listen, I did an interview. Uh, shout out to Eat at the Spot down there in Radcliffe, Kentucky. It is a Caribbean restaurant that just opened up. Um, I did a short live, I think I say it short, it was probably about as long as this episode, it was about an hour, and just um, just, just that, and within a, a couple days I had, you know, a thousand views, and I wasn't used to that, because I hadn't done anything in a while, but it let me know, okay, I might need to get back out here, I might need to promote myself, well. and, and I'm one of those people who 
I'm, I'm, I'm like you in this aspect as well. I'm not a spotlight person, but I know when I do what I do, I'm good at what I do, but I just want to do it and get it back out the way. You know what I'm saying? So for all that, I understand for the people who've been looking for Speak On It Radio, the people who've been wanting to advertise on Speak On It Radio, push their different things going on, I will start that back up next year. Like I said, it's going to be a question of whether or not, I won't say question of whether or not, it's going to be a question of where. Once I find where I actually want to do it, it's on from there. I'll give it to you once a week. I just have to decide what days I'm going to do. Okay. And, yes, you will get Speak on the Radio. In the meantime, if you just want to find me on Facebook, it is under Andre Williams. Andre has the little thing. I don't, I st- you know, I'm 40 years old. I still don't know what the damn is thing is. It's not an asterisk, I believe. It's no, not an asterisk. It's, not, it's like uh, it's a, it's an ampersand. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. A little fancy hook. Yes, if you need to find, there's a thousand and one Andre Williams on Facebook from what I found. So if you type in, like, <laughs> Andre Williams, Elizabethtown, as in that's where my babies are, hey, Olivia and Andrea, um, that's where you'll find me. And you'll see a picture of me with some glasses and a bare face. So that's that's that. No no Thanos, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No Suge Knight, none of that in my pictures, okay? And on Instagram, I am andre.williams.nevermore. You know what? That's bad. My Instagram game is terrible, y'all. The last thing I posted was Pinky oh. clapping. Yeah, because we had a 15-minute interview with Pinky that I'm still holding on to. I don't know why I'm holding on to that one. Uh, at that interview, <laughs> I interviewed Pinky, Mr. Marcus, um, and a few other of your favorite adult movie stars. I'm so mad I know these names. Yeah, yeah, no, don't be mad. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. So, What's yeah, I'll, I'll drop... I'll drop... They might be in some of those movies, too. <laughs> so, with that, um, thank you for everybody who's actually asked and actually has some kind of concern, wondering where I've been and things of that nature. I will get back out there. Um, people like Shay, let me know that I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. Oh, oh, at the same time, my sponsors, even though I'm not doing my show, their sponsors are still sponsoring me. So, sure. shout, so shout out to uh, Matters of the Heart. All right. uh, Mr. Jermaine Davis, shout out to Remix Shoe. We just opened up our 12th location in Independence, uh, Missouri. Yeah, I told you, you I need to jump on there. Yes, I am. He'll be the New Year's party, so yes, I will mm-hmm. be connected. See, with y'all. No, oh no, see, look. You're waiting too long. New Year's. Why don't you just call tomorrow? Okay. Okay. So, yes. Shout out to uh, Remix Shoe. We just opened up our 12th location in Independence, Missouri. Um, hey, man. Whatever. Buy, sell, trade, shoes all day long. Come on in, man. We'll, we'll welcome you in. Uh, also, shout out to Open Caribbean Kitchen. Uh, anybody who's asked me any questions, I promise I'm going to get him on an actual schedule. So, I can get in there and get some oxtails. I promise. <laughs> I promise I'm going to get him together. So, um, shout out to the sponsors, man. Thank you very much in that aspect of it. And um, reach out to me if you have any questions. Thank you again, Ms. Shea. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, being away from the babies. Tell them I said hello. Most they definitely. crack me up anytime <laughs> we're at an event and the girls are there. They look at me like, lady. <laughs> Make my daddy shut up so we can leave. And then I start talking. They're like, oh, God, there she goes. There she goes, too. And they'll even say, oh, he's so tired. And I'm like, we almost done. But they are so sweet. But I appreciate you, you coming Most in definitely. and spending the time. Miles, I appreciate you coming. Miles just jumped out the box like, whoa, Miles. And then I was over there like, go, Miles, go. Uh, but I, I appreciate the conversation that we were able to have. I hope it facilitates conversation on your end. Do me a favor. Make sure you share, like, 
promote, invite some folks to listen because if you know me, I am all about independent media. I've always had to own my own media because I want to say what I want to say because I'm about giving a voice to those who often go unheard. You deserve to be heard because you are a voice in this world. And with that being said, I am your girl, Shay K. Catch me on all social media. All you got to type in is C-H-E-A. Throw that space in there, hit K, and bam, I pop right up. There you go. And uh, I'll be back next week. We're going to cut this into two episodes. And my next episode, we are spotlighting restaurant owners, black restaurant owners. We are going to talk truth about what it's like to work on and grind in the food service industry. I love you guys. And uh, until next episode, kisses. Have a good night. Join me weekly for the Shay K Show. We're going to hang out in the 502 but we're going to introduce you to our global community. But our goal, our purpose, is to always get to the truth of the matter.